Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 118 for the week of March 6, 2010. Welcome to the show, everybody. I got a special guest for you this week, but first, I'll introduce my standard cohorts, Michael Tidwell. So, wait, we're not special? No, not this week. Um, <laughs> Phil Willis. Yes, master. Yes, master. Uh, Emmanuel Marino. Standard cohort number three reporting. <laughs> reporting. <laughs> 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 and Anna Marino phone. Token female voice reporting. Yeah, absolutely. And finally, special guest, Glenn Wilson. Yay! So what's the deal? I'm the sixth man now. So am I like not supposed to talk much and I wait until I'm summoned? No. Wait, wait. I'll six? go back to my Pokeball. That, that's that's oh, my right. job. Yeah. You were fifth. You're fifth. Fox isn't she here? Who? Oh, okay. That Who works. isn't actually here? Fox. Fox? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I accidentally called him and deleted him. Did I leave him in the conference? <laughs> He's on the call list still. No, he isn't. Not on mine. Wait, there's six of us. You Are you not counting yourselves? Yeah, I'm Chris Privetier, number six. Oh, oh. my bad. Hi. Oh, <laughs> wait, right. I'm not on my own. We don't listen to you Chris. You only see <laughs> five, and then you have to include yourself on the Skype. All right. I don't. Math is complicated. Math is complicated. Just Title for this hurt my week, brain. <laughs> okay. Well, it's everybody. Like after Final Fantasy VI was Final Fantasy III. It just messed up Michael's ability to count for the rest of his life. Yeah. We... <laughs> it's true. My sister still hasn't figured that out. She was calling me. I said, "Do you have a copy of Final Fantasy III? I'm like the really hard one for the DS." She's like, "No." The Super Nintendo one. Oh, yeah, uh, I do. <laughs> she has my Game Boy Advance copy, and she's probably going to beat my Game Boy Advance version of Final Fantasy VI before me now. It's going to be awesome. It could be worse. I mean, it could be like Europe, or like, here's Dragon Quest Eight. We're calling it Dragon Quest. Oh, ouch. They haven't gotten yeah. any of the others? <laughs> I was like, here's okay. one. <laughs> we don't want people to feel like they're missing out. They didn't have Dragon Quest 1 through 7. I'm more jealous of Europe now than ever before. (laughs) Especially 7. Man, who worked on that piece of crap? Unplayable. Yeah. (laughs) Inside joke, Michael worked on the game. Well, we got got a new one. Final Fantasy 7. I think you made Dragon Quest 7. I said Dragon Quest 7. You said Dragon Quest Hannah's thinking about Final Fantasy Final 7. She's, it's her favorite game. Do we have stories about... We don't have stories about Final Fantasy 7 this week. Oh my gosh. There's no Final Fantasy 7 remake story this week. Yay! Yay! All right, uh, quick re- recap of the show. We got some people responding to our request for um, short games. We've got stuff about the Final Fantasy 14 beta or alpha or whatever you want to call it starting. We've got the, P- the um, PlayStation 3 Apocalypse spelled with a PS3. Uh <laughs> We've got we've got Pokemon's going crazy reviews all over the place, including the net new Shimigami Tensei game. Let's get into it first with our feedback. First of all, how you can join in on the feedback fun? You can leave a message for us at board.rpgamer.com. Go to the latest updates section and leave a message in the thread for the podcast. You'll see it pinned there on the top. You can email us at podcast.rpgamer.com. You can just send us a normal mail, or you can attach an audio file and we'll play it right here on the air. Or you can send us a voicemail. Um, the trick is remembering the na- the number for the voicemail. So I want you to play along here. So the number is 608-729-4098. Just write it down. Put it in your speed dial. So you can be like, I wish I could com- call and complain to someone about what GameStop's doing for Final Fantasy thirteen and not having a collector's edition. Well, you just dial that number right there and complain. Then we'll play it on the air. All right. 
Well, first of all, let's go into the feedback from the thread. Um, pe- people were asked last week, suggest a short RPG that's good, that's under like, uh, what what did I say, 20 hours, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yes. we've got some feedback for that. And then um, somebody decided just I'm going to have the post to end all posts on this and gave us like their entire collective works list of games they finished under 20 hours. Um, you can guess who that um, is. I think that was Max Storm. <laughs> yeah. That's not guessing. That's reading. But OK. <laughs> <laughs> I was, was going to ha- try and have some suspense for that. But Anna's like, oh, that was Max Storm. Like, well, thank you. Sorry. Ruining the ruining the ruining the the. Oh, I'm ruining the show. I guess let's let's not let's not quit it. <laughs> <laughs> it's all my fault. <sighs> First uh, off, we had Solo. Save me, Solo. What's your letter? It says, "I've not finished listening to the podcast, but I thought I should comment on Chris's suggested topic. I like short RPGs. Mo- um, not being oh, most being much of a <laughs> not being much of a completionist. He spelled it mot. I think he's talking about <laughs> Moat, the boss in Nocturne. Ah, okay." <laughs> Not being much of a completionist helps make more games short, too. Of the RPGs I've finished under 24 hours, I can easily recommend Mass Effect, The World Ends With You, and Castlevania, Dawn of Sorrow. Thank you. Good suggestions all. everybody is going to suggest Twooey, because it is just The World Ends With You? Yeah. And it has a great acronym. Twooey. All right, Solo also later on wrote in and said, um, two humans also around the 20-hour mark, but I'm not sure I'd recommend it. No. <laughs> Having put it in the mail to Goose X this afternoon, I feel a, the chance I replay it is relatively slight. Um, so wait, and, did you guys play two human? No. None of you? No, it didn't no. seem like it was worth my time. Oh. <clears throat> it wasn't that bad. It had flaws, but it... Well, neither is White Knight like Chronicles, but that doesn't mean you should go out and try everything you can do to play it. I feel like I got my money out of it. I played through with two different, with uh, three different classes. Oh, I mean, it's, it was it worth was a, a replay then. Well, the different classes play very differently. Well, okay, that's not the same thing. I just <laughs> they play differently. <laughs> oh, well, but is it probably, worth a replay? <laughs> right. I mean, it wasn't torture. I mean, the game wasn't that long. I mean, it was mostly like when you die, you have to watch an angel come bring you back to life, and you just pick up right where you were before. You don't really lose anything. The punishment is just your frustration and your patience of having to watch a cutscene every time you die. Hmm. Okay. So uh, that I mean that was about the weakest part, but for the most part it was a fun game. Well, I think good. I got it for like twenty bucks. It was worth it. So get it for twenty or less. And I don't know what that guy in the background was reacting to, but <laughs> he didn't like it. <laughs> Somebody just went. Bleh. I don't know if you heard it. It was awesome. I think it was Ian. Anna has such a great household. Just provides <laughs> random sound effects for us. <laughs> I'm ranting. All right, Gray Brick. I beat Golden Sun in just over 11 hours, and I had all the gin, so I'm assuming that one could get through faster. Um, that, you know, that's a great one. I forgot how short Golden Sun is, and that's a wonderful game, so that's a good suggestion there. Um, he also only said, half of it. Say, well, oh, yeah, it's, it's only half of it. Yeah. <laughs> but you can play through the first half one, and then the second half and still be mo- near 20 hours what and then be rating for the third one that's coming. For years. For years, well, it, it's years and years. But we have the, we saw the three seconds of gameplay. He crossed a bridge, Michael. That game is almost done. Um, <laughs> he um. crossed a bridge. <laughs> All right, Golden Sun forever. I still get comments to the this day. The bridge to nowhere. I still get comments on that Golden Sun video I put up on YouTube on RP Gamers account. It's like the most popular thing you ever did. <laughs> I know <laughs> <laughs> that and my Assassin's Creed Two unboxing video. I don't know why. I'm going to go look it up right now. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Um, let's see. He also said, I was about to say that Dragon Age was quick, but I realized that I played through the whole thing in one weekend, but the amount of hours was close to 40. So, <laughs> wow, he didn't sleep. Good job. All right, following up, Sir Erdrich says, uh, you'd probably have to exclude most newer games since the average length of an RPG seems to have creeped up over the years. Off the top of his head, I'm kind of coming up with uh, Chrono Trigger, the first Dragon Quest game, and probably most redone versions of the original Final Fantasy. Um, for Chrono Trigger, uh, I can personally say that he skipped in side quests there. But the... And for the other two, I thought we said good games. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ooh. All right. For, do you re- think Dragon Quest One is playable? Could you right now pop it in and be like, "This is fun"? Michael, do you remember all the items are? Dragon Quest One. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Would you play Dragon Quest One if it came out again on your iPhone? It's come out multiple times, and I've played it every time. On your iPhone? Sure. You would play it, okay? Yep. But not Final Fantasy One. I'm tired of that game. You're tired of that. Game. <laughs> <laughs> so Michael says Dragon Quest One holds up better than Final Fantasy One. <laughs> Well, there's a lot less re-releases of Dragon Quest than Final Fantasy. Therefore, it's better. Therefore, it's better. No, no. Therefore, I'm not tired of it yet. Uh, Strawberry Eggs wrote in and said, um, "From what I've heard, Tales of Symphonia: Dawn of the New World is about 30 hours long, and probably 20 hours if you don't do side quests." Um, And I say, "From what I've heard, because being the complete mad woman that I am, I spent 170 hours on it." Holy cow! I just have to say, how you go, how you can. So really, a game you can finish in 20 hours and then spend 170? That's a lot. All right. Pokemon? Pokemon. No, oh, okay, fair enough. Civilization? Civilization. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's one player or a whole bunch. Not the game, it's the actual act of civilization. The actual act of civilization. Sir Erdrich says that you are incorrect, Chris, and he indeed beat, did beat Chrono Trigger in less than 20 hours without skipping side quests. Had you played it before? He says yes, and he used a walkthrough. Oh well, that's cheating. That would do it. <laughs> no, no, no. He's, he's writing this in the in IRC. You can oh, look I'm, at I'm looking at. It. I did not. I didn't. Skip I'm talking the faster, and he can reply. Okay. That's what I'm wondering. Is it his first time through? Did he use a walkthrough? Okay. He, maybe. He that yeah, he maybe. Because I remember have. the first time I played Chrono Trick. It took me a lot longer than twenty, but so does everything. So, I guess I'm not the good benchmark. I don't think any of those old SNES games are under 20. I think a lot of us are poor benchmarks because several of us are really slow players. I mean, if you're going to play that game for enjoyment, you're definitely going over 20, I think. You you have to try to get under 20, in my my opinion. Think about collecting all that crap in the prehistoric area to trade. All right. Um, some games that... Uh, let's see. Strawberries continue. Some games I actually did complete in, around, in or around 20 hours are Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Ring of Fates and the original Mother for the Famicom. Um, neither of them had much in the way of side quests, so they're pretty straightforward and are both pretty decent. There you go. Uh, then Muse, M-U-U-S, nice name, says, On short RPGs, I've just finished Ark the Lad 1, including the 54 dungeon, and with about 13 hours on the clock. Though I'm not sure if you can still call this a good RPG in these days, so that disqualifies it, I guess. The writing and story is rather poorly done. Oh, His last playthrough of Final Fantasy VI had him at 23 hours, um, but had not finished all the side quests. So, not a really long game, but I don't think that's short either. Okay, so, <laughs> Yeah, many that are short. Suikoden 1 was about 20 hours long for me. Seeing as this one's on PSN, I definitely recommend it to people interested in short RPGs. Okay, Suikoden 1, all right? And yeah, and it might get you to play Suikoden 2, which is one of the best RPGs out there. Uh, sweet. And then Maxstorm. 
the post to end all posts because he apparently tracks all his game time. Has yeah, RPGs, he does. RPGs. Every game that... he plays, he tracks how long he played it, if he finished it. I think he scores them too. Oh jeez. How how short um, or how easy he had to make it? You know. <laughs> how easy he had to make <laughs> it. Difficulty level played on. <laughs> all right, so here I'm gonna rocket through this. RPGs that took him less than 20 hours. Star Ocean First Departure. Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Echoes of Time, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Ring of Fates, Super Paper Mario, um, let's see, is that, okay, Dragon Quest Heroes Rocket Slime, Summon Knight Twin Age, Rise of the Argonauts, Muramasa the Demon Blade, Zoid's Assault, uh-huh. Half Minute Hero, Yes All Modes, so there we go, Half Minute Hero is under 20 hours, alright, Final Fantasy Fables, Chocobo Tales, Rhapsody A Musical Adventure, Oh, Chocobo Tales is, you could beat it, but you didn't have all the good cards. Mm. Legend um, of Zelda. I beat it in under 20 hours, and I had like 80, 90% of the cards. That's well, that's not, not all, all is it? Well, no, but I mean. <laughs> definitely don't act like, you know, you can't get the majority of the of the game done in those 20 hours. In fact, there are I some, played it. There are like some specific cards that break the card playing game, and yeah, I think and those are the ones we're referring otherwise to. Otherwise, you can't play anyone online. Yeah. <laughs> Not in you don't do it anyway, even once you get them and you realize this game is broken. <laughs> Crisis Core, Final Fantasy VII, skipping side quests. Oh, he also said Legend of Zelda Phantom Hourglass. So Crisis Core, Final Fantasy VII, Mass Effect, and Infinite Undiscovery, all those skipping side quests can be done under 20 hours, he says. So wait, Mag also skipped over the good requirement. I know, these games he did. Some of these are good. not all that good. No. So he needs to not just you know do a filter on 20 hours or less, but do a filter on games that don't suck. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if he has I, any sucky games. A lot of three out of fives, though, is what I'm I seeing. highly recommend Chocobo <clears throat> Tales. Yeah, it's pretty good. What about the I one mean, on the Wii? Was, How long did that The Wii one, one is good. How long did I that reviewed one that. That was a good game. I know you still need to play that, because Michael was supposed to loan it to me, and I'm still waiting for it to show up. I'm still waiting for you to come get it. <laughs> yeah, that's wow. going to happen. Wow, wow. We're at an impasse. Yeah. Uh, Bring it to was that under 20 hours, the, the Wii one? Uh, yeah. Uh, like, yeah. I don't remember 17 hours. Was oh, it the same as the Game Boy Advance or the DS one? Oh, it's a dungeon no, crawler. No, it's a dungeon crawler. It's like Chocobo's Mysterious Dungeon for the oh, PlayStation. Is it really? It's a Mysterious Dungeon one? It's yeah. the best Mysterious Dungeon one. Uh, it's, yeah. it's still my favorite turn based crawler. It has. See, you did Dynamis, right? What? Me? Chris, you did Dynamis. Of course I did Dynamis. I grew to hate Dynamis with the passion of the Thousand Suns. Okay. That's, that was cool. I, ha- I own a lot of remixes of the Zarkabard theme. I don't need to buy that game just to get a remix of the Zarkabard theme. Well, no, but theme. I'm saying that they remix like, all the music. It's really oh, fun, and that's, that's one I really like. Oh, yeah, according song. to Glenn Wilson's review, Chocobo's Dungeon is less than 20 hours. Okay. That was- <laughs> <laughs> wow, that guy here knows his stuff. He knows his stuff. Yeah. That's right. I believe everything he says. I believe everything oh. he says. I don't. But yeah, but as, as for Maxstrom's list, I know he hates Rhapsody. Because he sent me a copy he of it should. and told me he hated it, so I didn't play it. And good, good, good. good. <laughs> and I didn't think he liked Echoes of Time or Ring of Fates. So I could just remember wrong. Um, like those, those multiplayer. Mac plays every Final Fantasy. I I can't remember what he gave Ring of Fates. Both he and I reviewed it. The one that was on the Wii and the DS, I've played some of, and it seems pretty solid. Yeah, it is Echoes of Time. Ring of Fates, it was a DS one. It was just DS. Okay. 
both he and I reviewed it, and I think we gave it almost the same score. Yeah, he gave it three and a half out of five, and I gave it three out of five. Mm-hmm. Seems about right. Which is kind of scary. So, Mac, if you're listening to this, a game does exist that I gave a lower score to than you. <laughs> wow. It's because Max Storm gave Final Fantasy VIII a four out of five. I know, what is up with Max that? Storm is like, it has Final Fantasy in title, plus one. Point. All right, all right. Let's move on to our, <laughs> let's move on to our voicemail. We've got a couple can't calls here. Final Fantasy 13 review, can we? And I think they uh, might be talking about this as well. So let's, let's see the first one. Hi, guys. This is Chibumi. It's funny you asked the question about short RPGs because until recently I hadn't played one under 40 hours that I really liked. But I recently traded for Shadow Hearts, the original Shadow Hearts, and if you do all the side quests, you can top 30 hours. But if you just go main story, you're well under 20 hours. I just got a phone call. (laughs) (laughs) hold on i gotta pause here Okay, everybody, uh, we've got a... Sorry for the interruption there. We had some weird stuff going on, but we're going to pick it back up. We've got a call here from um, from somebody. We don't know her name. So here, see if you can figure it out. Da, 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 da. Hi, guys, this is Chibumi. It's funny Chibumi. you asked the question about short RPGs because until recently I hadn't played one under 40 hours that I really liked. But I recently traded for Shadow Hearts the original Shadow Hearts, and if you do all the side quests, you can top 30 hours, but if you just go main story, you're well under 20 hours. I love that series, and I actually love that game. It happens that I'm playing all the games in that series in reverse chronological order. Right now, I'm playing Kudelka for the first time, and I'm loving that, too. But yeah, for under 20-hour games, it's got to be Shadow Hearts. Well, I hope you guys are having a good weekend, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you, Chibume, I think is what it was. I couldn't tell It was not Chipotle. It was not Chipotle, Chipotle, or Chipoodle. It was Chibume, I think. It's Chibosky. I don't know. You have to write in on the forums and let us know how to say your name. Yeah, so Shadow Hearts. There's a vote for Shadow Hearts. Nobody. What? She knows how to say it. It's spelling it we're having a problem with. Yeah. Well... Nobody is. Uh, nobody. Nobody suggested Shadow Hearts till now. I'm surprised. Wait, it's she a said popular Shadow game. Shadow Hearts Covenant. That's that's not an under 20 hour game. No, she, she said, said first... Shadow Hearts. Oh, Shadow Hearts one. Shadow Hearts. Shadow Covenant. Hearts. I haven't played one. Yeah. So remember, Ooh. she started at the end and is going backwards. She said. So next is Kudelka. <laughs> this is a very interesting way to do it. Kudelka somewhere around here. Yeah. All right. Thank you. All right. Let's see what's our other inbox. All right. Here's call number two. Hey guys, this is Will Phyllis. I'm oh just God. calling uh, because I am JC Servant's evil twin. And yeah, I just wanted to tell everybody how much I love Cross Edge. And 
and From the Abyss. Those are the two best games that I've played on any system in the past two or three well, years. Just under 20 years anyway. and, Such a dork. Yeah, I think Final Fantasy Thirteen is probably going to be pretty bad, and I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not really looking forward to that. So, yeah, I just wanted to call and say hey, and uh, tell Phil. Oops. Hey, right back at you. I, uh, hey, I accidentally fast forwarded. <laughs> Hold on, here's the end. Oh. Tell Phil that uh, he's got an evil twin or or good twin, depending on uh, uh, which way you're looking at it. So yeah. All right. Uh, take care now. Yeah, I shouldn't have gone back for that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was worth going back for. Thanks. Phil, you're that's a dork. Phil has spoken on this podcast. No, oh, that's crap. not me. That's, <laughs> I don't know who did that, but that's they got not it. They got me. That, they got that accent down pretty good. <laughs> Just, really? Because it even has the same microphone distortion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't know. That's just that's interesting. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Sure. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I mean, maybe Mike. That's a cruel joke. Maybe on Mike's part or something. You know, I, I don't know. Maybe he's getting I'm, me back to the sure. uh, backtrack yeah. podcast. <laughs> just... uh-huh. Oh my gosh, everybody on. Okay, so Al Yankovic just put up a tweet about. I'm thinking of a number between one and ten. If you guess it in the next thirty minutes, I'll send you a free CD. And everyone's responding, pie, 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 pie. Everybody knows <laughs> Weird Al is gonna just is gonna guess pie is the number between one and ten. It's freaking Weird Al, how could it not be pie? <laughs> it's gonna be pie. <laughs> Sorry, that's At your Twitter interlude. All right, yeah. So Phil's call was useless, and I think we've. Uh, We've all got a big list now, I guess, of games to play if you want short games. Though there's nothing that really jumped out at me as like, I gotta do this, but What's well, cause you know you're I guess the game. Golden Suns. I was hoping for something bigger. Like um oh look at all these great, awesome five out of five games. That's Borderlands. Borderlands, is that under twenty hours? People it's keep just, playing that for the... forever. Well, <laughs> well yeah, they just keep replaying it. Uh, so Crisis Course sounds like the one I should hit up. Did you How long was that? Fable? No, I didn't. Fable can't be that long. Who that? Fable, I think it was over 20, though, but you're right, it wasn't very long. <sighs> Tracy. All right, so um, new releases for the next week, Final Fantasy 13 and Yakuza 3. Boo. What do you mean, boo? <laughs> <laughs> He's gone from my folks, I hit the boo. Are you actually going to boycott it? And the alpha for Final Fantasy 14. Yeah, well, that's not really a release. release. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, the, or maybe we won't. The... <laughs> <laughs> the okay. uh, Yakuza three. Do you um do you feel that uh, you're gonna boycott that now, Manny? I'm probably gonna buy it when it drops twenty bucks, which should be like in about a month. Assuming that's still available. Buy it used for twenty bucks just to make sure they don't see any of there your you money. Go. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can understand that. Yeah. I I'm actually I you know I didn't cancel my pre-order or anything because I want to make sure they get number four. I don't agree with Master Chief's logic on the forums that we're somehow indulging them. Because we don't really have that. He, he's like, you guys shouldn't buy the game in order to not support them. And it's like, okay, I understand that. But um, we don't have that sort of fine-grained way of communicating with our dollars. Our dollars re- refer to one question. Should they re- bring out the next game? Not, should they localize it differently? Is my well, opinion on it. Well, the thing is, talking about dollars, I only have so much. And March yes. is full up. I can understand and, that, too. And yeah. Honestly, with just... As, I don't know. I got turned off enough that I decided to put my money elsewhere. Okay. Where Where is elsewhere? Yeah, where'd you put it? Well, I put it in a gigantic box called Pandora. <laughs> Pandora. What about, uh, wait, what about wait. Pokemon? Are you getting that? Wait, did you buy your own Navi body? 
<laughs> no, 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 the God of War Collector's Edition. That comes oh, you've got the Collector's Edition. Oh, my God. Didn't you get the Collector's Edition of that, Chris? Yeah, I did. When are you going to send me your Pandora's I'm box? Not, it's not out yet. <sighs> I don't know that I'm Fuck. sending it to you if I'm actually... I'm, it's going to yes, already be opened. You won't get to open it for the first time anyway. I, the game's inside of it. Used. Anna, the game is in it. <laughs> so oh. I got to open it. Because <laughs> you were like, I don't want this because I don't want the Pandora's I, box. I actually, like, you know what? Mail it to me. I will, after I go through the game and the collector's materials, I'll think about sending it to you because I don't <laughs> know that I need you know, it. That's worth a bit of cash because they sold on everywhere now. Oh, did they? Yeah. No, you're going to have to pay me for it. Yeah, you're going to get <laughs> Manny, is that back. also why you canceled your Pokemon pre-order? You had to save money for Pandora? The truth is, I realized I was only buying that game because I came wait, for the Pokemon. Why do you know that it? He canceled his Pokemon pre-order. Because I what listen, Chris. I listen. You listen. What he do you does. do? You do you go to his GameStop and ask about his pre-orders? <laughs> I'll give you his phone number, and you can look up anyone's pre-orders at any GameStop. What? Really? Oh. The system by phone number. That's true. Okay. If any current yeah. staff member had my cell, you could look what I have pre-ordered, but uh, none do. See, I just go by name, which also works, but okay. Glenn's cell number, in case you want to know is. Redacted. <laughs> is redacted. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I canceled Pokemon. Oh, that's too bad. I just realized you were was... angry over Amazon not giving you a silver figure? It's all... The only reason why I wanted it was because it came with a Pokewalker and a figure. I'm petty like that. And now it's you a shame, I know. Getting it for why? But now when you go walking, how are you going to know how far you've walked? You can... I will uh, use Google Maps. So you have no interest in actually playing Pokemon at all, really? You know what happens is I, I buy all these games. I bought Fire Red. I bought Platinum. I bought Emerald. I maybe put. T- I get really excited before it comes out, and I play it for maybe 10 hours, and I realize this game is really, really slow-paced, and then I stop playing. Oh, okay. That's too bad. All right. Uh, so maybe by the same token, that's why you would love Yakuza 3, because you're expecting to be disappointed and angered by it. And instead, you'll play it and you'll be excited because you'll love it. Ooh, there you go. You know, everyone's ignoring Dragon Age, uh, what's it called? Dragon Age Awakenings. Yeah, we Awakenings? Because yeah. we haven't finished the main game. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I will. I will pick it up eventually, but not until I finish the main game. I actually want to. I actually want to pick that up right away because I'm ready for some more Dragon Age. We've been accused on this show of ignoring that. Now we're not ignoring it. We just we covered the stories. The Awakening. But, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I want Awakening. Yeah, I'll, I'll pick it up. I enjoy the game greatly, but I, you know I'm not done with it, so I don't need it yet. It's not going anywhere. It's all it digital. Clear that it's so after. the big question: How many people here are buying FF13? No. Pre-ordered. Pre-ordered. So too. Yeah, Anna's not into Final Fantasy games anymore. And Phil, uh, I'm surprised you're not getting it. Mm. Um, I'll get it, but you know, like I said, I'm cheap, so I'll wait till the price goes down or something. All those extra women in Utah are just draining us finances. Yep. <laughs> you guys see certain spots of the internet. I'm a reviewer who's completely tired of RPGs, so that's why I'm not getting Final Fantasy. Ah, right, right. I'm, I'm You're so tired. tired of RPGs, you should try quitting the site. Except you yes. haven't. Yes, you I should can't try it successfully. <laughs> he tried that, but it didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> Every time he tries to quit, it doesn't work. He does like five. I only reviews. tried once. It was just a really long. <laughs> it once. was a really long once. That was like a half a year. I'm quitting. I'm quitting. It was yeah, sure. Three you are. months. It was three months. <laughs> Officially, there was the unofficial work up to that. 
Like I'm gonna. Then I got on a project that was uh, boring and slow, and I was able to write reviews at work. So you know, I found something more boring than RP Gamer. I can stay at RP Gamer now. (laughs) Awesome. Oh, terrible. All right, let's get into the news, people. First story, Divinity 2's got an expansion coming. Everyone's excited about that, right? Actually, it was kind of funny, because uh, someone in the forums was like, why is there even going to be an expansion for this? No one played the first one. And I'm like, oh, there's always three or four diehards. <laughs> um, the Divinity 2's the game where you get to turn into a dragon, but apparently it didn't turn out that good. Apparently it's kind of an average game, or a mediocre game, or whatever. And <laughs> it... So if you want to continue playing it and you need more, there's more for you. So look out, look for that coming out in August. It'll be out for PC and 360. It looks like they've got uh, more background info about the game setting, so more, some more story stuff. You'll get to settle the score with some enemies from the main game, and the engine has been overhauled, improving performance and graphics quality. Sounds like a good mm. reason to wait for the gold bundle that has both. <laughs> I like a... Bring down the That's how PC expansions usually work. You know, if you don't get the original game, you just wait till they make an expansion, pack them together for the same price, and buy it then. Yep. And then for some reason, people got upset when Bethesda did that with Fallout 3. But that's kind of the way PC expansions have always been because handled. Because most people played Fallout 3 on a console. Right. That's the same yeah. mindset. Well, they don't. No, the console gamers don't have that mindset. And they need they to really fix their minds, don't they? Well, you don't do expansion packs on the console. It's just, you don't uh, do it. Dragon Age Awakenings. Yeah, I know. <laughs> on right, PC it's these, game, uh, you it's know, a, Western developers. It's, it's all the, no, it's all these PC developers doing console crap. That's what it is. I mean, the Bioware figured out, like, for Mass Effect, well, they, okay, they're the ones doing Awakenings, too. But for Mass yeah. Effect, they figured it out. Like, no, it'll just be a DLC thing. But it know? wasn't, like, a full expansion. It was just, like... I mean, didn't Mass Effect only have one yeah. or two tiny DLCs? Yeah, that yeah, that honestly aren't that worth getting. Right. <laughs> I never got them. I, uh, bring down the sky, yeah, maybe, but only do you ever cheap. kill that guy eventually? That's all I want to know. Um, not in two. Ugh. But I've I've told a lot of that stuff comes up in three, but who knows? All right. The developers are like a lot of stuff that you didn't deal with in two, you're going to deal with in three. So it's kind of the point knows? of the trilogy, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and NIS America has delayed Soccer Wars So Long My Love. Aww. Which is actually upsetting a lot of people in the forums. Really? Because it's Forum the difference people. between spring break and back at work or back oh. at school for a lot of people. Well, they can go so, work on Final Fantasy thirteen, their second place. Yeah, it's just interesting because it's like <clears throat> people are either really happy because they were either going to be playing something else or people are like, no, that was my spring break. Yeah, can- I feel sorry for them, but honestly for me, I've got so much stuff in March, it doesn't bug me. Uh, whatever happened to Lake Havasu? To Lake what? Nothing. Oh, okay. Spring break destination. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I love, I, I still love that the PS2 version is more expensive than the Wii version. <laughs> they dropped the it. <laughs> I no, thought they no, dropped no, it. No, the, 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 the PS2 version more. has English and Japanese. No, no, uh, no. The PS2 no. version has they dropped different. the price. No. no. 40 bucks. Maybe they dropped the Wii one down to 20 I, I know there was $10 yeah. off one of them. No, I can't. Uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting. I, I just love that. It's like, yeah, the Wii. Eh, it's not as good as a PS2 game. <laughs> I don't know so how much stuff works in PA and the Wii. Yeah, I don't know. You probably have to shake There's your a remote. A lot of, like, analog stuff. Yeah, <laughs> kind of... You have to slap her. You have to slap her oh, with the remote. Nice. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> Shut up, girl! <laughs> that's uh, really going to help you build your team. <laughs> totally. I realized very quickly, though, that companies 
write uh, when they write for a multi-platform game, they frequently write their copy for the Wii and then don't bother correcting it before they send it out. Because there's like uh, three Activision games on Gamersgate right now that talk about how awesome the Wii controls are. Oh, ouch. <laughs> like what? Um, oh, what was that model game that I was talking about the next, the other day? Oh, these are casual games? Like super yeah, casual? Yeah, it's like Model Runway. Okay. It's, it's got... It's on TV. The fact it's they hired America's... someone to write copy is like more than you should expect for those games. <laughs> it's not America's Next Top Model, but it's okay. similar to that. Yeah, I don't think we... It's got four judges. Come on. Yeah, we're all buying it's that. It's like a fashion show. Yeah. Thingamajiggy. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting that tomorrow. All right. <laughs> Sounds great. <sighs> I'm getting but it on my Wii. The Wii controls sound like it would add a lot to that. <laughs> I have to point. You're going... You're fired. You go out the door. I spent this week correcting people. Hudson also had a contest where they gave the incorrect date. They said you had to have your entries what? in by Friday. Well, you were just roaming the internet looking for things to correct? Is that your no. hobby? <laughs> it's the internet. People are wrong. I need to fix it. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just, it was on their Twitter. And I'm oh, like, okay. uh, Morgan, that day doesn't exist. That date doesn't like, exist? Wait, yeah. which date? Friday, March 6th. Oh, ouch. <laughs> it's like, um... Yeah, you gotta fix that. <laughs> oh, I can't think of a transition here. Um, you need to fix yourself to get ready to go to GameStop with your Pokemon copy. Oh boy! Oh boy! That <laughs> canceled. Bad. I know it was pretty bad. <laughs> canceled. <laughs> canceled. Canceled. Not for me. <laughs> Ouch. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So here, what's the story here, Mike? What can people do? All right, so you're supposed to take your fourth generation, that would be platinum, pearl, or diamond, and you take it to GameStop, and you can, you know, I'm sure they have one of those download kiosks. I haven't actually done this yet, uh, but I will later today. And uh, you get Jirachi, which is one of the things you can only get, I think, with the uh, Coliseum disc. I'm not entirely sure which. So this is another chance to get Jirachi, which a lot of people aren't There was a have. movie about this one, wasn't there? <clears throat> There's a movie about every special Pokemon. That's really not interesting. <laughs> so you do that, and then what you're supposed to do is you hold on to it until you get your Heart Gold or Soul Silver game, and you trade it to that game, and that opens up a special path in your Pokewalker. Now, what that does for you, I don't know. But it's something fun to do while you're not doing anything else, I guess. But you, now, you had instant messaged me about this, and you were complaining. Now, besides well, the fact that first, why the heck I, a grown man is complaining about getting a free Pokemon is uh, beyond uh, me. <laughs> I was Can you kind of explain to me in a reasonable way why you'd be upset about that? <laughs> I was upset because I read it wrong. Oh, okay. I thought you had to trade it away. Like, oh. I had to give it to you. And then I wouldn't have it. So I only had a Jirachi. You already me. have a Jirachi. <laughs> why would Granted, you care? I was thinking it was a bad idea. Not oh, okay. That it really me. <laughs> you already then have like, all these Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, I, I have three Jirachis. Yeah. So what? You, have three, you have three of them. <laughs> Yeah, he's upset. I don't want to give it away. I only have three. Well, you know, IDs are different. <laughs> the IDs are different. Oh, no. Hey, the more <laughs> IDs you get, the better chance you have to get a Master Ball. The more you what? The more IDs you have, the more chances you have to win a Master Ball every day. At the lottery. At, At the lottery. lottery. I didn't even know if there was a lottery. If you get a complete match in your Master, if, if one of their... One of your Pokemon, either in your box or your party... Wait, isn't the ID match. like a six-digit number? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So every day. Hey, I've gotten three Master Balls this way. I don't know what you're complaining about. I didn't even know there was a lottery. <laughs> yeah. 
in the TV station. What are you doing? Uh, why would I go back there? To win a Master Ball. Apparently, I did win a Master Ball. <laughs> <laughs> what was I thinking? Do you actually log into Pokemon every day going to the TV station? I did for about a year and a half. A year and a half? Yeah. Oh well, I also gosh. did the digging game and things like that. Oh, and, gosh. Uh, you know, it was really fun. You, have you caught them all yet? No. Um, no, that's no, the sad part. I need I need a lot from the second generation, which is why I'm getting this game. Oh, all right. Okay. It was we hard to, to get a lot. Back. Say what? And then we need Misty back. <laughs> bring Misty back. Uh, We've been watching bad YouTube videos about people complaining. So that's pretty much the gist for what you need to do. But you need to do it before the games come out. Otherwise, you won't get a chance. Oh, what's what day do you have to do it by? By the 13th. By the 13th of March. So go hurry to your GameStop. And get that. But Misty's our only chance at bringing the world to a true balance. Yes, Misty's our only chance. <laughs> like the balance between PCs and Macs, which Steam seems Finally. to be going for. Um, this this week, and this is kind of big news just in general, and that's why I'm covering it. Sorry for people who only like to hear about RPGs. You know, nobody RPG. complains about that. Why do I apologize? To them? Nobody ever complains. Um, all right. They like when we go off topic. Yeah, they, they like, like when, when we... you talk a lot. <laughs> yeah, they nothing. do. Blah, 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 blah. All right. <laughs> So this is, I, I'm excited about this because this oh, I'm it sounds like they they released all these great images like introducing Steam for the rest of us, which is uh, they just photoshopped an old Mac ad. They've got um the guy from Left 4 Dead 2 saying I hate different instead of think different, and <laughs> they have uh, the turret from Team Fortress 2 and the turret from Portal is my favorite. And it's like the turret from Team Fortress 2 is saying I'm a PC, <laughs> and yeah, it's uh some great images. Right? Yeah, Steam. Steam's going to be okay. coming out for the Mac, most likely. Well, it seems pretty yeah, much probably confirmed now. Probably through GDC, they'll yeah. announce more. GDC. When's so GDC? Next to... week? Starts yes, on Tuesday. Tuesday. And runs through Saturday. So Steam will come out for the Mac. That's the first of any of these cool big digital download sites like, you know, Gamer's Gate or um, Direct to Download or Impulse. Be, and Steam, that'd be the first Gamer's one of them. Gamer's Gate cover. Gamer's Gate has like 100 Mac games. Oh, so it'll be the second of these big <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know they had I have them. to ask this. Yeah, remember, I was linking you Max and the Magic Crayon, and I'm like, do you want the PC oh, version or the Mac version? Ouch. Fair enough. All right, so two, two big questions here is, um, does that mean that all the Valve... Have any, has Valve released any Mac no. games so far? No. So that means they're going to have to translate all their games to the Mac platform. Yes, but Crossover Office has been doing this with all the Valve and Steam games for um, a couple years now. So mm-hmm. all these games are runnable on the Mac with Crossover Office or Crossover Games rather, and uh, so it, if they Crossover Games lends their services, they they companies can pay them to use their technology to run the game. I think uh, wouldn't you, Valve just do this in house? Uh, they could do it in house, or they could just use this because then they don't have to rewrite their game. Because it is you know you have to port a game from DirectX to OpenGL if you want to do it from PC to Mac. Because mo- most PC games are written in DirectX. So it really depends how much work you want to do. Mm. Now, right, so um, Half-Life pers- goes back traditionally. There was OpenGL rendering way back in the day because Half-Life is just that old. But the newer ones, I don't think so. Maybe I'm wrong. But What what were you going to say? Sorry. Oh, I just hope that mean- this pushes more publishers to, to developers to make more Mac versions of their games. That's what everyone's hoping. It's like if Steam's on there, that's a big enough marketing distribution engine. And obviously Mac users like buying stuff in a digital app store. So, <laughs> so will we be able to cross game? I mean, if I owned 
a Mac version of a game, does that mean you can? I know you have both a Mac and a PC, right, Chris? Yeah. So if you earn, if you own one version of a game, does that mean you own both? I don't know. I'm gonna say no. Can I think that would together? be cool, but I doubt they will. What? So if you get Team Fortress Two on your PC and I have Team Fortress Two on my Mac, will we be able to play together? Ooh, I'm thinking yes. Okay. I yeah, I'm gonna say just yes. Just go with the servers. Yeah. yeah. Um, right. I know consoles don't do that, but here, since it's just well, a rendering engine, I think they would do that. Well, they don't do it because of the network exclusivity contracts. But yeah. I mean, Final Fantasy Eleven did that. Right. So I mean, as long as you have a collective server pool for everyone, there's no reason why it matters what. Well, and, and with like some of these games, like Team Fortress Two, you run your own servers, so. Yeah. So yeah. then you kind of. I, I I'm thinking yes. All right. Cool. But we'll see. Um, and as far as RPGs, um, no. But I'm hoping it means that some of these big PC RPGs will get ported over to the Mac. You know. If it, if this helps to revitalize Mac gaming, uh, which has been so sad, yeah, say so revitalize long. like it was ever vital in the yeah. Mac. I was gonna yes. say like when did this ever happen? People used to like do ports to the Mac, and then they kind of gave up on it for the most part. I think I the know. last Mac game I only Blizzard's been consistent. Yeah, really, they have. Yeah. Okay, take two. Uh, Borderlands. <laughs> um, that's a game that should come out for the board for the Mac. Um, well, it should come out for everything apparently. It is uh, for everything except the Mac. Why am I saying this? Oh, yeah. Awkward transition. <laughs> Awkward transition. Insert game here, Borderlands. Uh, t- <laughs> Going to get more DLC is the uh, the takeaway. So it sounds like um, there's an earning call, and they had the, they said Borderlands is going to have more add-on content. So if you thought that the gen- secret army of General Knox was the last one, nope. Look forward to more. Wrong. None of us have been doing it, have we? Uh, Adrian's been playing it. He adores it. Yeah. I want to play it, but Michael's been making me wait till it's like really cheap. And he what only wants to play Borderlands. Oh, I gave up. I'm playing Left 4 Dead now. <laughs> you gave up your playing. That's not Borderlands. No, it's not. <laughs> what does that it's have to a... do? <laughs> it, it's a still shooty, shooty thing, and I get to shooty things, and I'm happy with it. No, but it's not an RPG, and we don't get to play together in co-op. Well, you Why? do. Yes, you do. I know, but you it's not the this. same. <laughs> it's not the same. <laughs> okay, yeah. Instead of having to worry about for the same level or same stuff and everything, we could just play Left 4 Dead. And shoot or we could start two characters together. Oh, my God. Mist, are you playing Left 4 Dead alone? Do you play with humans online? Humans online. Like strangers, strange humans, or people you know? <laughs> Usually a friend and strangers. Okay. Are you playing on PC? Okay. But Michael that was the doesn't. Wrong answer. Michael doesn't own a Mac. Oh, I meant on um, three hundred and sixty. Oh, on three hundred and sixty. Yeah. yeah. No, it's on, it's, I got it through Steam. Yeah, he's got a decent gaming rig. Uh and uh, more more Borderlands stuff. Uh, the UK, that's Britain. In case you didn't know, they're going to get a disc <laughs> that's going to have the Island of Doctor, uh, the Zombie Island of Doctor Ned, Mad Moxie's under Drome. Under Dome Riot and the Secret Army General Knox all on one disc, and it'll be coming out April 9th. So if you are in the UK, look forward to that. If you are a Borderlands fan, now for the rest of us who are fans of other games like Zelda, we can look forward to Canny Dunaway, who said, "Well, I guess we could look forward to the game because Cammy Dunaway said it's probably going to come out this year." Okay. The new Zelda game for the Wii. Remember that? Yeah. We'll see. So there you have. No. Okay. Until I see it at E3, I don't believe him. <laughs> Okay. 
If, uh, if they got a playable demo at E3, I'll believe I'll see it this year. If right. they just say, here's your trailer video, I'll be all, like, all, all signs thus far have been pointing to a playable demo at E3. Right, but what happened last time when they're like, here comes the Zelda game and the Twilight Princess is like, oh, just kidding. Well, because they kept redesigning it. <laughs> well, yeah, and then they had the Wii and they're like, oh, we could waggle this around. Let's port it to the Wii. Yay. Let's just reverse everything. Yeah. Of, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That makes it much better. All right, Michael. I, what do left-handed people do with the Wii? Yeah. I'm not they get, Do they get to press a button and flip the Zelda back? Well, oh. No. Oh. See, that's stupid. It's a good question. I don't think I've <laughs> talked about that on the podcast. So when I, when I, I'm left-handed, and I, I hold the controls backwards, which my mm-hmm. brother is left-handed too, and he thinks it's hilarious watching him play. He thinks it'd be like, <laughs> because I'm left-handed, taking the 360 controller and holding it upside down, that's what he thinks is the equivalent of me doing. It, uh, it is I'm, pretty much, See, yeah. I know, that's the yeah. weird part. The Wii should be the most left-handed friendly system. Yeah. Is it? I mean, I take, it isn't. No. Is it, Seventh? No, because of the curve. No, I'm asking the left-handed person. Okay, no, fine. I, well, no, I've never been right-handed, so I can't really be like, comparing anything. Well, no, but, compared uh, to playing a right-handed game on the Wii versus playing a right-handed game on the 360, do you feel the, that the Wii, the Wii lets you adapt more? Because, uh, What's a right-handed game? No, I hold, the nunchuck in, I hold the nunchuck in my right hand, and I hold the remote in my left. So anytime, like, if something appears on the screen that shows you the controls, it has it reversed from that. Yeah. So it throws me off a little more. I mean, being left-handed, I don't think it affects me in games at all. Oh. The, the problem is, you know, with the remote, when I'm aiming at the TV and you're trying to point at something... I need to I need to have the remote in my left hand to be able to do that well. Yeah. So I just kind of out of habit I keep the remote in my left hand the whole time I play. I could probably swatch swap it. But no, I mean I actually I think it's tougher because like I said, when it shows it on the screen, it shows it reverse of how I'm holding it. Huh. And okay. a lot of times when my hands are relaxed in my lap, my hands are crossed while I play the the Wii. So then it's back the right way. Just, you know, just I, there's a lot of stupid involved in the way I play the Wii. Oh. Okay. My mother in law has the same problem. She's just predominantly left-handed, and so we would do the like the bowling and stuff, and she would just be completely awkward with it. Yeah, but you can tell it in Wii Sports that you you're left-handed. You can tell it, but the curvature of the thing is just wrong. The curvature of the thing of the nunchuck. I didn't realize it was curved like that. I don't uh, think it is uh, curved like that, Mike. I think it's huh? curved neutral. I think it's uh, curved neutral too. Yeah, I well, think your grandma's just weird. Or mother-in-law. Mother-in-law. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Wii controllers is the one thing my brother and I do differently where he thinks I hold them backwards and it looks goofy and he holds them the right way even though he has the wrong controller, you know, handed in terms of how you would play. But no, it doesn't bother me on any other system. Oh, okay. Except all oh, the DS. The DS, some DS games are not very left-handed friendly. No, I can That's imagine that, yeah. Yeah, well, the stylus being... The stylus being on the other side of the control pad, yeah. Yeah. Right. And, they don't, and they don't like, well, you can't just use the... Four buttons of the D-pad because you know that would be okay. All right. Um, so, Michael, is there any? So, Final Fantasy XI got a frick ton of news this week. Do we care about any of it? I'm angry. You're angry. Yes. Okay. Can you tell people what you're angry about? Well, first, I'm angry at Al Yankovic because that number was just unguessable. Second of all, um, they're basically selling off the idea of casual gaming and going with, you know what, this is what the hardcore people have wanted. We're going to give Final Fantasy XIV a go, so if you love Eleven and you've been playing it for years, we're going to give you everything you wanted. Big levels, big equipment, more stuff, you know, but you're, you're going to go hardcore on this. Yeah. This isn't casual. Um, upping level limit to 99. Yeah, this makes a lot of sense to me, you know. Yeah, because basically if you don't like this, go play 14. That's, that's their message. Well, I mean, seriously, who's playing that isn't hardcore? 
Uh, they're very I was few. Casually playing? Huh? I was casually playing because of happy. You haven't logged in in months. Up. Yeah, but <laughs> anyway, but it's the whole thing. I enjoyed being casual to max level, and I could kind of you know dink with the merits or whatever. I didn't yeah. really have to do anything to be able to do anything in the game. So now because... it's like they re- increase the level, and it's like, oh, now I'm gonna have to actually. Play, well, now if I want to play, yeah. <laughs> if I actually want to play with someone, they may be like level eighty-three, and then I'm like, well, I'm only seventy-five. Oh, you can't come, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, that just seems like pretty lame bitching to me. <laughs> well, no, it's taking the casual no. away. It's making it go back not, to. You were max level on multiple jobs. You weren't even casual to begin with. You could still. Had, all right, had, here's my point. Could you still casual. play the game? Can you still log in after this is done and do seventy level seventy five content? You mean right now or after the patch? After this patch. Well, after the patch, yeah. But who else is doing it? Well, okay. So, um, other casuals, right? I mean, if there's all the right. if there are as many casuals as you are asserting there are, wouldn't they all still be able to do this stuff together? Well, yeah, but everybody wants to do the new stuff. I mean, that was the thing. If you continue to expand, <laughs> so they just screwed if they do and screwed if they don't here. If if you continue to expand the wings of the goddess, yeah, I didn't have to worry about am I at the right level. Mm-hmm. It'd be like, oh, any content you do, I know I can find a party to do because there's enough seventy fives. Now it's like, well, if they finish wings of the goddess and they start doing this, what's it called, abyss here or something? Mm-hmm. If they start doing that, I be logging in like, oh, I'm sorry, this content requires to be eighty five. I'm not 85, and I don't want to be 85. I've been kind of dinking around for a year now, and I don't want to go level 10 levels just to do the new content. It was relaxing to be at the top, and now if you're not hardcore, like I'm going straight to 99, then you know you're gonna get left behind. I, I just think it's silly to think a game needs to totally stop for you. I don't. I think when you tell people repeatedly it will stop for you, and then say it won't, then you're just kicking someone in the face. <laughs> No. They have slayed for totally five, here. six, <laughs> at least five or six years that 75 was going to be it. That's why they Am I the only one who thinks this is an, a weird position for Michael to take? Actually, when you started talking about Max, I went and made a pot of coffee. And then when you started talking about Final Fantasy XI, I made the cup of coffee and brought it back to my computer. So I didn't hear anything he said. He's complaining that they raised the level cap in Final Fantasy XI, and now he won't be at max level when he logs in, so it'll be harder for him to find groups to do stuff with. So it's like, no, that sounds exactly like something I'd expect Michael to say. It's like, they need to stop making this game's level go higher so that I can be at the max and be I want to be able. the best, and now yeah. that you've raised the level, I'm not the best, and I have to catch like, up with other people who are the best, and I don't want that. Is he Adam Sandler now? <laughs> yeah, what is up with that? <laughs> no? I'm waiting right. for him to defend himself. No, I don't care. I don't have to defend myself. This is MMO I'm not playing anymore, so you can suck it. I know, that's the thing. Why are you so upset when it's a game you're not even playing? Because I, I have decided to quit because of this. You would already Wait, quit. I'm not even touching anymore. I want him to be the best one. You would already quit. The reason you're quitting... Quit. I had been idle while being... Oh, but give me a break. The reason you're quitting is not because of 11's raising the level cap. If anything, that gave you more stuff to do. You're quitting because 14's coming out. I plead the fifth. You plead the fifth. <laughs> Where does the surprise part come in? It's an MMO, and you have a lot of people playing it, and right. they stop. And then you raise the level, and then they're all addicts, so they because come back they... and play it again and start giving you money again. I know. Right? Because like... they repeatedly said they would never do that. that yeah, so. okay. So they finally did it. Yeah, ex- and everybody complained when they said that. They said, how dare you not add more content for our favorite game ever? Who cares what people say? They want your money. 
I know. So they decide to finally show some love to this game, and people, oh, how dare you? <laughs> how dare you give us new stuff to do? I have I, to, like, what? level and, like, do Are new things. <laughs> no. Are you just making a crap to make fun of me? Are you kidding, though? I, how can Did you, you complain the about this? Argument YouTube? What? I just had this week for Chris was talking about how he would never touch 11 ever again, ever, no matter what you say. Yeah. I know. And now you're and asking if he's so... going to go back? Well, I know because you keep whining about it. Back to it. You can't go uh, back to something you're not in. I mean, if I, if I was going to go back, this would make me thrilled. I'd be happy. It's like new stuff to do, uh, a new level cap to hit, you know, the things. We haven't to... been having new stuff for like five years, even though they weren't raising the cap. Hmm. New end. Did you ever hit 75, Chris? Yeah. On one job. And that's why I don't need to do more. That's than why one. Michael was saying that you didn't give Final Fantasy XI a fair shot. You yes, because I only max leveled no, on one job. Because he leveled yeah. the one job and hates it. No, I hate what people want me to do with it. I like the job. I love soloing as a red mage. So solo as a red mage. Because you can't do endgame content solo. What do you need? Mm, content? There are plenty of bunny rabbits you could go out and. Kill I know there's plenty of bunny rabbits and solo. a couple a couple dragons. Apparently, if I was really good, but I'm most not. of the time I was playing, it was just campaign or yeah. the siege or whatever. Yeah. You don't need to do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. I, I had my fill of it. I enjoyed it, and I had my fill of it. Um, we don't need to rehash this. Um, so uh, other things. Of Phil, Phil, what do you think of this? <laughs> I think I'm playing World of Warcraft. <laughs> yeah. What now? I, World of Warcraft, a <laughs> yeah, game right which now. constantly focuses on adding more <laughs> stuff to do at the end game for those who've been doing the end game for years and want more stuff to do. So they're always adding more stuff. It's, yeah. It seems like it, it seems like a smart move. You know, get throw throw a bone at your top end players. Um, so they're adding three new micro expansions as well. This is something we didn't talk about. They're raising the level cap to, to ninety nine. They're adding new ways to max out your character once you hit ninety nine. New equipment, new gears, it's like any other expansion, except it's coming three mini updates. And I guess some of the aspects are just coming as a patch to everybody. Um, I don't know what else. Uh, oh, and they're also. At, Consolidating a bunch of servers, so bunch of stuff, bunch of new content coming oh, to eleven. I'm upset about that. Yeah, I know. I don't care because well, it's one of the things where they keep calling a merger, but they're just deleting servers. Yeah, basically. Well, that that is a merger. Two things. Well, no, become they don't one. make new servers. Well, yeah, but they're not making new names. You just lose your name, and the other side gets to keep it. So it's like you're the invaders. Oh yeah, people are upset because duplicate character names that are being moved have to change right. their names and they're very upset about that and that, is, that, that does kind of suck but um even if you were to merge them to a third server you'd still have to deal with the duplicate so the names. same problem yeah so uh, except the people who did it first i guess would keep to get to keep their names somehow i know i, I kind of <laughs> feel like maybe you know when you're merging if your name is being used by a player coming in it may be discussed whether or not the person who had it longer should be the one who keeps it yeah well, but who cares uh, that's, the that's, people that's, who are having the nick collides. I know, I know, but I mean that's 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 pretty particular. So so that's the big thing. New expansion released in three parts, and look forward to that if you're playing the game or don't if you hate it because Final Fantasy XI, unlike sure any other game, was, loves to make people upset. <laughs> I'm sure in general I will still go on the media tours and write about it, but I'm not going to do it myself. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Uh, the the like point said, is, I kind of have this other MMO. I'd it like just seems play. like there's a nice end game po- push, and that's good for those players. Everyone else who's casual, I'm sorry, you'll have to just not be max level while you're fishing on the boat. All right, for final, ex- the other big news in the Final Fantasy Online world is Final Fantasy 14's alpha begins on March 11th. Yep. People are calling it a beta. That's wrong. Apparently, it is actually an alpha. 
Uh, part of the problem with that is the letter that you get kind of interswaps alpha and beta like it's the same word. All right. Be- people don't know what an alpha is, so they use beta because it's more communications friendly, maybe. All right. Well, because point- it's also it's or a, you, you could know, look at it's a it's a closed it's, private it's an early closed private beta or it's an alpha whatever. Right. It's well, it's an alpha because the whole game isn't there. You're basically here dealing with class balance. That's the first stage. Okay. Um, some people got invited. Um, and Everyone who went to Vonifest in Tokyo got invited. Oh, so if you went to so, Vonifest in Tokyo, good for you. It will be very heavy Japanese, I'm thinking. I'm Once like, again, who cares about Americans? All right. That's Well, and they no, they did invite some people from the thing, too. I did hear unofficially that if you have a token, you're much more likely to be invited. What do you mean, some people from the thing? What? How did they choose the Americans who got invited? From the beta invite. What beta invite? The sign-up that they've had on their oh, site. They've, oh, the sign-up to, sign to be in the beta thing. Okay, good. Right. right. But if your Square Enix ID is assigned one of these random token numbers, yep. you have a much higher chance of being in the beta. Okay, cool. So for those who, you know, have that, that be something. But I, you know, I heard that from somewhere. Anyway. From somewhere, yeah. <laughs> Michael has good contact, so trust what he's heard from somewhere. All right. Let's see. Um... Also, everybody's PS3 stopped working this week. That was wasn't awesome. that fun. Wasn't that fun? So this Especially was this was great. Wasn't it only the fats? Yeah, the 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 yeah the original the like the yeah, first couple know, the, models. The major ones that everyone had. The one I have because it has the PS2 one compatibility. Six hundred dollars for that one. I didn't pay for. $600. No, I waited for the first price drop or the second price drop or something. I waited for the second iteration and found one on eBay and said, "Got it." Yeah, that would work too. Um. Yeah, so mine stopped working, except I didn't log in that day anyway because I didn't need to. Um, See, I had I had fun because I had friends that are stupid. Yeah, and they said, "Hey, Mist, is your PS3 working?" And I'm like, "I don't know. Let me find out." The question is this: I'm playing PC right now, and they're like, "Oh, why don't you turn it on?" I'm like, "Okay, hey, it doesn't work." Oh Thank yeah, you. they say not to turn it on. Well, it doesn't oh, matter. It did, it didn't matter. It ultimately know, it, it was like, regardless of you turn it on or not turn it on. You weren't playing games that day, yeah. <laughs> and it, it worked day the next day. So what happened? You could. It depended. This was just like well, like, depending on the, if you're playing a PS2 game, maybe. If you need, well, no, it was um games that needed my to... brother. It was like the, the PS3 couldn't access the trophy system. Yeah. So, so if your game needed required... trophies, yeah. Right. So if your game if... needed to access the trophy system, then you couldn't play it online or offline. Yeah. But that if... didn't affect all games. Yeah. Right. If you, as if you had to use PlayStation Network at all, you were rejected because your date had become invalid. Yeah. Your your console thought it was February 29th. That was 2010. awesome. 2010. Which and it was ex- funny because doesn't exist. It, it, it wasn't even you know PSN as much as your OS was like this isn't a date. I don't know what you're feeding me, so I'm going to define it as undefined. My favorite part is even if you set the date wrong, is like no, no. Even if you tried to set it to March first, it still didn't work, which I didn't understand at all. It's like you're telling and then the Sony's t- strategy for fixing it was wait a day and then be like, hey, it's working now. Well, uh, let me ask- fix it within 24 hours. Right, I well, swear. Give me a second on that. First of all, I don't understand <laughs> why setting your date to March 1st wouldn't work because the Sony PSN servers, I'm assuming they're set right. Oh, it's they because need to it's be. a it's one of the hard internal hardware clocks it has that's on the mother motherboard, not the one that you can change manually. Oh, okay. So there's an internal. E- it's, it's the same chip display. Yeah. Is your Do you remember display. the problem? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. It, this is the, the same as the Zoom. Yeah, isn't it? It's the same chip, basically. Well, except it's a different date. So how's that work? Well, like, they were actually, the Zunes well, didn't no, no. have the same problem this year. Well, Sony improved it. 
Sony improved it. So what it, what <laughs> is is it basically better. the chip thought you know it, it just had error in its leap leap date calculations or something like that, and it thought there was a leap year when there wasn't because it's stupid. And so well, my my guess wasn't that was just when they were writing the exceptions for the leap year, they yeah. just said ends in zero must be leap year. It, when, or, it's it. The algorithm is so simple for leap year. There's no excuse for this happening. But you know, except I can't it believe isn't they did because it. you do have the exceptions of every hundred years. Yeah, but it's one more right, if that's statement, still like Mike. Programming one hundred and one. That is people do I, I people do learn like that. that. People do learn that as their first loop in a college class. Yeah, <laughs> but maybe what happened? Maybe something probably has leap year as an example in there somewhere. Oh my gosh! I mean, granted, this is probably in the CMOS, so it's probably an assembly anyway, and they just typed it wrong. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's see. Yeah, I, I, I loved how they completely lied to everyone and said they're working on a fix. Right, they just waited for the, the day to change. Why couldn't they just tell us that it would be fixed in a day and then nobody would panic? Because my first thought was, because I didn't understand what the problem was, is this better be fixed by the ninth, or I'm going to be seriously pissed. <laughs> I think right. they didn't know for a while what the problem was. was. I mean, most people thought it was just a PlayStation Network goes down for the entire world. You Gaff knew what it was in 10 minutes. I don't know what their problem was. <laughs> So the next day, the chip, you know, there's no more leap day. All the dates are right. You set your time. You log on a PSN. Everything's fine. So um, there was no way Sony was going to fix it in a day. Well, Just no. Not the amount of work that would be involved. Out what it was. And the fact that you couldn't get on PSN to download a patch. Well, see, <laughs> Even if they I put one out. <laughs> there's no because way for I them could. to patch it. <laughs> oh, you could? See, I turned on my PS3, and it says it didn't work. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's weird. Oh, look, there's a software update. I go and download the software update thinking maybe this is what fixes it. Yeah. And it's still, you know, it, it obviously patched the system. But I had no problem reaching PSN to get an update. I just couldn't do anything else with this. There the system. was no nice. update. That You must have just not turned your PS3 yeah, on Yeah, he had an old time. update. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I had an update queued from probably weeks ago. Yeah. But gotcha. I was able to get on PSN and download it. Yeah. So, oh, well. Um but I, the the idea that people wanted Sony to somehow patch it in a day when well, it's a rogue hardware original, bug and will require a lot of weird coding and specs from a manufacturer who well, they're not remember, using now, it's a oh, good luck. The original theory was it was a PSN error. Yeah. Which they could patch in a day. Yeah. It, sure. Maybe. And still could have possibly. I mean, the problem ended up with your encryption your encryption with authentication. Yeah, but I mean, you, your client's expecting to use encryption and... You don't just patch the server and turn off encryption. No usually. encryption, yay! Because the client's like, no, I'm not talking to you if you're not using encryption. If it's if it's right. well written, it's like, no, I need encryption. I don't trust well, you. Sony, it might not be well written. <laughs> Fair enough. Are um, you seriously going to do another Borderlands story? No, that no, we already did it. Oh, he doesn't do them in order sometimes. Yeah. Because I can't readjust the order. Uh, it's it's based on when I added it to Delicious. Oh, sweet. That means we're done with, with news? Yes. <laughs> yes, it does. Um, I was actually going to quickly Glenn. hit on a couple of reviews that went up. I'm going to recommend you go to the site and read these. The first one was for Lunar, Silver Star Harmony for the PSP. Uh, Sam Marcello gave it a 3.5 out of 5. Said great visuals and voice work, adorable characters. She loves Nash. Fun, hilarious, and whimsical localization. But it's a bit too easy compared to the working design version. The battle system hasn't aged well, and Royce's voice makes her ears bleed. So wow, that's hard. <laughs> um, the the overall takeaway, and I pressed her on this just to, and well, actually, she says in her last paragraph. Um, basically, if you've played the original PS PlayStation remake, you don't need to play this one. 
if you want to, it's it's fine. It's a fine version of the game, but uh, there's nothing, no reason for you to actually go out and say, I need to play this because I, I played the last one and this is going to add some new level, a layer to the game is, is, is what it sounded like. You don't need to, um, which is what I was looking for because I'd love to play Lunar again. I just don't have time right now. So do I really need to try and force this in there? And it doesn't sound like I do. I don't know. I mean, she wrote an editorial about it because this was, uh, I guess, one of her favorite games from back in the day. And it's a series that mm-hmm. she has a lot of nostalgia for. So she was having trouble. She was insecure about writing the review. And she thought they would come across too much like a fangirl. Or then if she tried to strip that out, it would be too objective and cold. And I mean, I think the review ended up great. But she wrote an editorial about it, too. And there were a couple threads talking about it. But uh, I think in all, she did a good job. It was a fair review. And like you said, it was... You know, she said it was just a very traditional game. So if you like, if you never played it before, and you like traditional JRPGs, you should definitely pick it up. If you have played it before, I mean, it's kind of like with a, you know, it's a port. You know, it's like with the Chrono Trigger port too. It's if you like the original enough that now you want to own a handheld, get it. But don't get it because it does anything new, really. Mm-hmm. Right. Which, which I'm glad because that was pretty much my going theory on the whole game. Once, as I played this once, and unless it's do something amazingly outstanding, I don't feel I really need to do it again. Well, Lunar is one of the few major RPG series I've never played, but I thought Silver Star Harmony was not considered the best one in the series. Is that right? Eternal Blue is better. Okay. So uh, that's kind of my thought now is if they... If wow, that's a that's a They remake or port Eternal Blue someday, I'll probably just... No, it's really easy, actually. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but the original characters... Uh, no. Right. I don't know. <laughs> He's already waffling on his own stance of arguing with me. I, I, I don't remember liking one much better than the other. I thought they were both I great. I liked Eternal a lot better. All right. I must I have forgotten why, too much. But I did. <laughs> they both had the same dungeon issues. <laughs> that I know. Yeah. Well, it was the same engine. Yeah. Well, that was that's one thing that turned me off on this review. Is she said it was really easy and that the uh, battle system wasn't that great. And well, we all play RPGs for different reasons, but that that's something that would bring a game down for me. I can't stand games that are... Like, if you spend all game battling, and it's mindless and easy and not that interesting yeah, and not What that Lunar needed was less battling, not not easier battling. So Right. I mean, well, that was one of the things also with... Um, they, they, did she say it was just easier, or it was easier compared to working design? Because working design kind of made it hard. Both? Okay. She said and the that, challenge was very easy. Which I imagine oh. is something we don't you don't use that often in reviews. No, not really. So That's more like I game. pressed X a lot until I got bored. Yeah. <laughs> it was too bad. Yeah. Uh, That's okay. Then I don't need to do. We it had another review. Oh, sorry, Mike. What was that? I mean, I'm trying to remember. Was it this one that has null or the other one? This one has null. Actually, yeah, they both so have null. <laughs> Nulls in both. As games. an active battle, as an active element. active battle, it's this one. Okay. Yeah, because I do remember that null had to save me more than once in the working designs version. Mm-hmm. And in this one, it doesn't sound like that's even an issue. And I thought that was kind of fun to have this random flying, I don't know, I even have a plushie of it, I don't know what it is. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like this random thing flying around healing you once in a while because you're just sucking at it. Anyway. Yeah, I'm I'm still not going to get it. And the review didn't convince me otherwise, so I'm kind of glad for that. Okay. Uh, another review of a game uh, that I'm sure is not going to convince you, Mike, uh, was for Monster Hunter Freedom Unite. Tom Goldman actually sat down and tackled this game, which came out like a year ago. Nice. This, is a, yeah. this is a Monster yeah. Hunter on the PSP. Uh, he gave it a 4 out of 5, so he's digging it. So it means he's probably going to like the Wii one that's coming out in April. Uh, he Try. Says, yeah. 
try. It says, tons of items to collect and create, many different ways to play and things to do, varied monster encounters. The controls hurt the player's hand, though. Um, I can, <laughs> that's I, I, that's actually thing. true. <laughs> that is actually Dude, true. Um, because Tom does MMA, so this is a guy that punches things for fun, and it, he's like, "This game hurt my hand." Yeah, uh, the it's way the you have to do I can you punch a wall, but I can't play this game. It's <laughs> true, though. You have to like you have to use the control pad while using the analog stick at the same time. So you have to like develop this weird claw with your left hand. Um, yeah, um, there's a selection of armor can be overwhelming. The lack of monster health bars can be frustrating. Um, well, frustrating really wraps up this game. Uh, he says it took him more than 80 hours to play, wow. <laughs> and the challenge was hard. Which, yeah, that's Monster Hunter. Um, but he enjoyed it, so he's he's getting into the whole Japanese thing, I guess. Of this is uh, I mean, this good is a experience. series. Is this the first review? RB Gamers ever put up for a Monster Hunter game? It might be. I so, don't know for sure. Nobody's That's ever good. I mean, we finally have someone who's on staff who likes them and can review them. That's always a good thing because I won't. Yeah, I've, I mean, I've already told Max Storm I won't, I won't play them. It, it's it's so hard. It it's so long and frustrating. It's like playing an MMO by yourself. <laughs> it's like that's not fun. <laughs> He needs to take it down and just play every Monster Hunter game and review all of them. That way no, he can uh, I think he, let everyone know which one's better. You know, that way you know you can look at the reviews of all and decide what one's the best. I think people agree that the most recent one on PSP was the best out of the PSP ones. So you just, you're, you're fine. He's going to play the Wii one, and that'll have real online. So I'm interested to see how that impacts it for him. If that makes it better or the same or, or worse. I thought all Monster Hunter games had real online. Uh, no. It's not. It's just ad hoc like on the PSP. PSP was all ad hoc. So you need Sony. to use ad hoc party with your PS3 if you want to play with people or use Crossfire uh, or so Japan. So the idea is in Japan, you go somewhere where yes. losers sit around at McDonald's and yep. play Monster Hunter. And yep. Oh. Yes. Or just like something I want to do at all. And it's actually not that hard in Japan, but you know, it's just not doable here. The sunlight the you encounter while you Yeah, go there's out. sunlight. Yep, there's sunlight. There's um, people, air. No, no, see, air. you just have to, when you're here, it's okay, because if you go in Seattle and you go outside, usually you don't see the sun. Oh, that's so, okay. good. Is that that's how that works? All right. So one last review, 7th, and why don't you cover this for us? Um, Shin Megami Tensei Strange Journey. Everyone's been looking forward to this. This is the latest um, iteration in the main Shin Megami Tensei series, right? This, this one I do have pre-ordered. Yep. Okay, there. It must be good. <laughs> it's, it's Done. Better than Final Fantasy XIII, better than the Three, and better than Pokemon. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. based so, on okay, his... so this is one of the reviews. But there was a lot more I could have said, but was trying to keep it down to about eighteen hundred words. So people in the forum were asking questions, and I was answering them, and they wanted me to talk about it on the podcast and have maybe maybe someone else who's interested in ask me questions and stuff that I couldn't put in the review. But uh. So, yeah, for me, Nocturne is my favorite PS2 game. Etrian Odyssey 1 is my favorite DS game. And this kind of merges the two, where Shin Megami Tensei goes back to being a first-person dungeon crawler again and kind of makes it feel like Etrian Odyssey might have been a bit of a test by Atlas to see if it would work. And then when people bought it, they went ahead and made a DS game for Shin Megami Tensei 4 and uh, made it a first-person crawler like Odyssey was. So I, I thought it was good. I mean, it was a fun game. The final game clock on the cart when I sent it back to Atlas was 98 hours, although I did a lot of extra stuff. So, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't play a game for 98 hours if I didn't enjoy it. But my main gripe that I wrote about, so I guess, you know, it's what you look for when you read reviews. But, like, when I was getting people to proofread it, Tom and uh, Max Norm and Jumison, I think, all commented that, you know, 80% of the review was very glowing and positive, And then just the last two paragraphs were negative. But kind of depending on your mindset when you read reviews, a lot of people 
uh, fixated on the last two paragraphs. But like for the first 40 hours, I thought the game was a blast. It was um, very fast-paced for a Japanese RPG. Like the, the plot would hit you every few minutes. It hit you a lot in the dungeon. You'd run into... It felt more like a living world, which is something I think Japanese RPGs are really terrible at. A lot of times you kind of feel like you're a child and the world's falling apart and then adults make you go save it because they're not going to do anything. And then people mm-hmm. just sit in town and do nothing all game. In this game, you're part of a strike force sent out by the, the governments of the world to try to stop the destruction of the world. So it's more of a, like a Mass Effect feel where it's sci-fi and you're a very important person in this yeah. world. And everyone you come in contact with is trying to save the world too. So you're just one person on the strike team, and there are several strike team members. So a lot of times while you're walking through a dungeon, you'll run into other strike team members. They'll talk to you. You'll get their thoughts. Usually, I mean, they're, they're mostly um, they're scared you know, because they're, they're stuck in this space anomaly. So they don't, there's like a question of can we escape? Can we destroy it? So uh, is, but do I sound okay? Yeah, you're fine. Keep going. Okay. All right. Noodle said that the sound was off. No, you're, you're cutting in and out, but your Skype's catching up, so it's okay. Okay. So, um, so, so I like the way the plot was handled. And then that was, that was okay. my main gripe was the game was about two-thirds of the way through. It kind of does the thing Japanese RPGs tend to do where suddenly the, the plot shifts. And instead of being like a sci-fi story about trying to escape or destroy this anomaly. It becomes full Shimigami Tensei, where it's like angels and demons fighting each other and humanity fighting both. And it's kind of more about like choosing your religious alignment on what your philosophical and moral beliefs are, which is great. But then when it just when it does that, it just drops the sci-fi plot almost completely and the dungeons get huge. So for the last 20, 30 hours of the game, depending on how much time you spend with side quests or... Uh, trying to fill out the demonic compendium, you don't really get much plot. So that, that was my main gripe of the game, was just the way the pacing... I mean, even for a Japanese RPG, or RPGs in general, which tend to have pacing problems more than other genres, it was really abrupt and strange journey. You just hit a point where it just kind of... It drops. Every, it just becomes a first-person crawler. So the first two-thirds of the game, it was like a, tra- a fast-paced traditional Japanese RPG that happen to have first-person dungeons. And then you hit a point, and suddenly the dungeons become huge. And the game doesn't become harder. It just, what you're doing while you're playing the game completely changes to, a, you know, just a long dungeon crawl. Hmm. Uh, you know, the funny thing is, uh, I remember you said Noxion was your top game of the decade, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, re- I remember Nocturne being yeah. similar in that we'd go into the Kalpas, and we, I'd end up spending, like, you know, the Kalpas were the extra dungeons they added for the yeah. Nocturne Maniacs edition. The, and, you know, the, was it Amala? Amala Network? Yeah. And you just go deep, deep, deep in this really super hard dungeon. And, you know, honestly, I didn't bother, that didn't bother me too much that the story got sort of put aside and I just got to play the game for as long as I wanted to. So, you know, this, this sounds like a negative to you, but this actually sounds like a big plus to me. Is Glenn. Well, uh, sorry. <laughs> it sounds, sorry, it sounds like my, my mic's breaking. When my headsets, I traveled with my headset about a year ago for a backtrack, and I think it pulled some of the wires loose. And for whatever reason, when I keep the headset plugged in for too long, it goes robo Glenn. So the people in chat are saying this happening. No, you're not going robo at all. No. Okay. Um, it's, uh, no it, 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 you, you, you drop out, but I think it's a Skype issue because I don't seem to lose anything that you say. It just yeah. takes a second to get here. Okay. So, uh, so Manny, and and you're right. So, you know, it's, again, you should read what type of gamer you are. That um, you know, if you're a type of gamer that that sounds great to you, then that's fine. But the problem is, it's a warning for. I mean, there are people out there. You know, if you if you played Etrian Odyssey one or two, if you played Nocturne, mm-hmm. you're fine. That's this really. It's not. 
you know, it might bug you a little bit like it did me, but it's not a reason not to play the game and not to pre-order the game. Let me ask you one question, though. You're, you're, as an SMT fan, I know you're even going to be on the SMT backtrack, um, none of the SMT games have been really, like, hardcore sci-fi or even, like, hardline sci-fi. At some point, it does become this battle between good and evil. Mm-hmm. I mean, so... Yeah. Did Star it really seem at... Did it really feel that much out of character? Did it actually do, when it came to when it came to that? I think more because of the way it struck with the pacing. So for okay. the plot, I mean, you're right. I mean, from the very beginning, I mean, you know, they're talking about demons. Of course, you're controlling and summoning demons pretty much right from the start. So I mean, in that sense, no, it's it's not like a shock. From me, it was more that it dropped the story. If it wanted to switch from sci-fi to pure demons and angels that's fine but what i wished was that it had kept spoon feeding you little helpings of plot every 10 minutes like i see what you're saying okay like 40 hours it did so does the story pick up again at the end of the game so so just like to sort of break in the middle where it's just big dungeons and big no dungeon crawl? No, no the no I mean, it does it does what shimagami tensei always does the last dungeon is by far the most gigantic one and the most mm-hmm. like twisted one I mean, the story's strong. The story is great at the end. It's, I mean, it's one thing this game does well that other, Shin Megami Tensei games tend to have, you know, you make a decision near the end, and based on what you decide is how the Mm -hmm. world is reshaped. I mean, that was kind of how Devil Survivor was. That was how Nocturne was. You know, they they tend to, they like to put this choice in, and Mm -hmm. that's in this game, but it happens a lot earlier. So, I mean, I love, plot-wise, I love the ending of this game because you kind of make your decision that affects the world, and then the game continues, and the plot continues. Hmm. And use for a while, and you get to watch how your choice influences. You know these characters you've been around all game. Your choice influences how they are and uh, who they are in the end of the game. I mean, I just I, I'm trying to try not to talk like plot spoilers, but like so I thought that was great because you know in Nocturne, you lock into your decision with only the last dungeon left. There's like uh-huh. no plot in last dungeon, and then you get a 30 second cutscene at the end that shows how you reshape the world, and that's it. So for all the like big woohoo choice morality. The payoff in the game is pretty much non-existent. And Nocturne, the funny, it doesn't. Go ahead. The funny thing is, it was pretty satisfying. Still, those thirty seconds in Nocturne. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Like I said, you know, Nocturne, my favorite game of the decade. But you know, once after playing Strange Journey, I wish Nocturne had done that. You know, it's kind of a hindsight thing. So, like Strange I, Journey locks you in on your choice. It affects the world, and then you get you know, twenty, thirty more hours of dungeons with plot in there too. And I, and I think the the message of the game. I mean, of course, I only played it through once, but it, mm-hmm. it, the message and themes of the game seem to adjust to the ending I picked. So it actually, it made me feel like I made the right. Thing. Is this like an? So, it, so is this know, a black and white moral choice? Like, um, no, no, oh. not at all. Oh, okay. It's more. Nocturne was never black and white either. Right, right. Shimigami Tensei. So traditionally, for the series, going back to Shimigami Tensei, like one, two, three, the idea is usually that God and the angels are sort of seen as um, kind of like almost like a dictator, like a hard line, this is the way it is, kind of like putting down humanity, you know. It's like Apple, you know. Yeah. (laughs) It's very pretty and white, but you'll get no choice. So yeah, you get no choice, free will doesn't matter, because you're supposed to just all be good little humans in the world. And the demons Mm -hmm. are more like the rebellion, trying to rise up, encourage free will, encourage humans to really, like, free themselves from the restraints God puts on us that we don't know are there. And then there's usually it's, a third choice that's picking neither. Instead, saying the demons are wrong, the angels are wrong. Humans should just keep being humans. So that's the traditional choice in Nocturne and in, or in Shimigami Tensei is you're you're choosing between is it better for the world to have people who just act like cogs in a machine? Is it better to make free will go wild, or are things okay how it is? 
Hmm. So none of them are really right or wrong. Yeah, and they never actually make any of the choices make all that. None of the options are more appealing than the others. It really just comes down to you. I have a question though. You you mentioned um, side quests. I when I when I picture this game, I can't really imagine what kind of side quests you would have because there's no traditional towns or anything like that in this game, are there? Right. You have the strike team ship. And every now and then they'll give you quests to do. But demons aren't always bad guys in this game. So in the dungeon, and it fits with the plot and the setting, sometimes you'll run into a demon that's just kind of like, it's like he's in a town, even though he's in the dungeon. He's just standing there. And you'll talk to him, and he'll be like, oh, I lent this other demon my bag. And he never returned it. So can you go find it? Next time you find one of these demons, get my bag back. And then later on, just in normal like random encounters, you'll run into that demon. And if you talk to him, you can try to get the bag back and do a quest that way. So there, um, there are side quests that demons give you. There are side quests that other humans in the strike ship give you. But there's also um, – the, the game gives you – there's a place where you can get money, which you know, money is important in this because it lets you buy back demons and get better equipment. There's a, there's a demon who will pay you for exploring the labyrinth. So like one potential side quest is to go back to old floors and explore every tile of an entire floor. And then go back oh to the Steam gosh. and it'll give you more money. Ooh. And I did that a lot. That was a lot of the filler time. Was I, I completely mapped out most of the dungeons in the game. So that was fun though, right? Does, does it sound like yeah. a big chore yeah, that it sounds fun. like? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I mean the demon system, the fusion system in this is just the best I've ever seen it. I mean the battle system itself was pretty much the most like Dragon Quest three Shin Megami Tensei has been in the games I played. So, you know, not bad, not great, just kind of average. But as as far as like making demons goes, this was the best one in terms of giving you the ability to make whatever demon you wanted with whatever skill set you wanted. So like I had a blast, and um, when you level them up, they give you their skills to use to make future demons. So I had no problem running through old areas because just to level up my demons and get their sources so I can make better ones in the future. So uh, there are what? a lot of side quests, and the, mm-hmm. but it's kind of a mixture of them giving you quests and just kind of the dungeon naturally. Like I call them side quests. But um, there's kind of like a Metroid thing that goes on where there are doors you can't open, and then much later in the game you get the ability to open them, and you can go back and open those doors, and maybe there'll be demons back there that give you more quests, or you know there'll be there are reasons to revisit old dungeons. So I'm kind of calling that side quests, because if I if I got the ability to open a new door, I would immediately run back to every dungeon that had that door that I remembered and go in there. No, just two two last questions, and I'll let Chris get on with this podcast. <laughs> okay. Is um okay, so it seems like your mobile strike ship, that's your mobile base, right? Is that your town of sorts where that's your hub? Yeah, yeah. So so that's where you go to talk to your people, you, to get your stuff made, to get new weapons, yeah. items. Yeah. That's All the right. town, is the, the strike ship. Is that interesting? Does it stay interesting throughout the course of ninety hours? Uh, <laughs> well, I mean it's it's menu based. I mean it's not like something uh, you walk around in. The game is entirely in first person. And um the strike ship is just menu. You select Go to this place. Go to that place, and it just changes the backdrop. All right. And Does finally, you said, you and you you mentioned these doors. Did you actually? I mean, was there like a, ma- uh, a sort of a notation system so you can remember, or did you have to actually remember where this one door was in this like sprawling dungeon? <laughs> the game auto maps for you, which okay. is mostly adequate. So, and um, if you run into a door you can't open, it marks the door on the auto map. All right. It doesn't Easy always enough. tell you what level it is. So, like, let's say you can open only level one locks, and you encounter a lock you can't open, and later on you get level two locking ability. If you go back to that door, maybe you still can't open it because it ends up as level three. But that's it. I mean, they're they're marching the map. Actually, these dungeons weren't very twi- This is these weren't like labyrinths. They weren't like Etrian Odyssey. They weren't like Shining in the Darkness, classy heroes to a lesser extent. I mean, these were mostly 
pretty linear dungeons for the most part. And I mean, that right. changed up toward the end too. So I mean, it's, it wasn't like having to twist your way around a corridor and walk up some stairs and another twisty corridor just to get to a locked door. I mean, everything was kind of, you know, near something you could get to fast. And there were a lot of shortcuts you'd open up. So even if you ended up spending two hours exploring a place, at the end it would unlock a door that would lead right back to the entrance. So you know it was it was very user friendly overall. I mean it was just a it was a much more approachable game than the series or even first person crawlers tend to be until the end. I just think that a lot of people who are just general RPG fans, not fans of first person dungeon crawlers, will probably not finish the game just because of how twisty they get at the end. So I have one question for you: Etrian Odyssey or Strange Journey? I liked Etrian Odyssey better. Okay. It was like I said in the conclusion. I um. That I thought uh, Strange right. Journey was a good, not great, first-person dungeon crawler. So Etrian Odyssey, okay. I thought, was a better dungeon crawler. And I thought okay. that Strange Journey was kind of a good, not great Japanese RPG as a whole. So I mean, it wasn't as good as Nocturne. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, the Destructive reviewer loved it. And he was a big fan of Nocturne and Etrian Odyssey. And he thought this was like a dream merging. So it's – and you know, nothing he wrote in his review was off. So, I mean, there's a full chance that you could play this game and think it's much better than Etrian Odyssey. And you know, that would be your opinion. It just it didn't – it didn't roll that way with me. Right. I already planned to get it. I just, it was one of the things where, like, we seem to have the same taste in um, dungeon crawling. And mm-hmm. so I was curious what you thought. I thought, well, I gave it the same score I gave Etrian Odyssey 2. But it, well, it's Etrian just, Odyssey 2 wasn't as good as Etrian Odyssey. So. Yeah, yeah. No, I still would call it Etrian Odyssey my favorite DS game. And uh, that and straight, and um, the road ends with you just under it. Okay. It's just for the most part, this game it doesn't. It just happens to have first-person dungeons. It's not really a first-person <laughs> dungeon crawler until about two-thirds of the way through the game. Okay. I'll have to give this yeah. a shot. When does it come out? Mm, the twenty-third. Atlas let us put up reviews early. Nice. Yeah. Thank just you, Atlas. For the podcast yep. people. See, Pokemon is go- my Pokemon money is going to go pay for this. You get the the music in this game is bizarre. It's. I think it's going to be. Oh my god! Very polarized. Go to YouTube and the the. It is the most over the top produced for a dungeon crawler music I've ever heard. It's like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like chanting. I mean, it's it's, it's uh, the music is strange, but yeah. you know, it comes with a free when you buy it. You know, soundtrack CD. It seems like people really like it or really ticked off. And it's, it's the so same different. guy who did the Persona music, right? From one, three, and four. Yeah, Shoji's been doing everything since, Which, like... Which, it's very Persona, different yeah. than the Persona music. Very yeah. different. <laughs> yeah, well, Persona's very hip-hop-y, and I think for the mainline series, he tries to do a lot of, like, this rock opera. Um, I don't know if I'd call this rock opera. No, well, he doesn't know. This is completely different, Manny. It's not rock oh, opera. Can... It's not pop music. It's more like you're in Nazi Germany, and you're marching to go kill some Jews. Like, if you, you had to make like a soundtrack for Dante's Inferno, like, not the game, but, like, the book... <laughs> <laughs> I would okay. think of. I think it's it's straight. It's very apocalyptical music, so it's probably appropriate. Yeah. Very, I mean, just very different. And I read on other forums a bit. I mean, some people are saying that this is like his best work, and some people are uh, saying that it's much better than no. Persona Four because no. I wrote in a review that it's not. <laughs> no, but uh, no <laughs> oh it's, it's very different. It's very different. <laughs> Um, I, I, I can see some people who like that. I mean, you, you, this is going to appeal more to the film score crowd than the game music crowd, I think. But from what I've heard on YouTube, maybe I'm missing some tracks that are important. But yeah. <laughs> Interesting An stuff. An honor be fitting that name. I'm just leaving some of the track names. 
Even the track names are pretty epic. It's uh, it is, <laughs> e- is epic, epic is the right word for this music. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's uh, that's our um, that's our reviews uh, seventh. Uh, did you have a pick this week, or was that your pick? Um, we do a pick or an avoid. I, I don't no. know on the podcast. Yeah, so what we do pick? now, maybe you can think about it for a while. <laughs> instead like, of instead of just coming covering everything that you played that was the same as last week, we try to pick a game or two that's like I want to recommend this or anti recommend this. Oh well, yeah, yeah. This will be my pick then. That's fair. I mean, I haven't played it in two months. But, oh, okay. you know, <laughs> uh, this will well, be my anything pick that you've played more recently. Then I do not want to recommend anything I played recently. No. Anything you want to steer <laughs> people away from? I think Sheer in three is pretty rough. Sheer in three? Oh, really? Yay! What do you mean, I'm yay? Glad I'm glad they didn't make it better. You're glad they didn't make it better. <laughs> you know, we were just talking about the Chocobo's dungeon on the Wii earlier this cast. I just, yeah. I, I think that I, you know, to each their own. But I think having played Chocobo's dungeon and then playing Sheer in three, it just seems like a huge step down in every way. Oh, I don't. Sharing on the DS, I was just I was hoping they were like they can't make this good, right? I mean, this just <laughs> has to be bad. <laughs> it yeah, has to be bad. it's just it's a big step sideways. It ignores like everything that I liked that Izuna Two improved over Izuna One. Sharing ignores all that. Everything I liked about Chocobo's Dungeon, they threw all that aside. I mean, it's just the game feels dated already. Well, they kind of Toonstop has them, their own um, flavor of everything. That's how all their mystery dungeon works. But they changed up the main thing that still sets Sheeran aside from the others, which it does the old roguelike thing where when you die, you get kicked all the way back to the start level one. Sheeran 3 right. did. The only thing I didn't that. like it... So, I mean, if you're going to go ahead and change that. Yeah. The only thing I didn't like in the original Sheeran was even if you went back to town and you didn't die, you got reset to level one. <laughs> and that I thought was unfair, because I'm like, I got back all the way here, and you just reject all my levels. It's like, me yeah. fuck. So, I mean, if they take out that mechanic, why not go ahead and add some other things that other companies have improved upon this game? But they don't. They just, I don't know, I just, yeah. it's not, I would not recommend. If you have a Wii and you like this kind of game, get Chocobo's Dungeon instead. That's going to be a lot easier, though, isn't it? Chocobo's Dungeon? Yeah. It was mediocre. What if you want a hard one? Where's the, what, what about a hard option? Like a more true, on to, true to form. Oh, okay. Sheeran's difficulty feels very forced. Baroque. Because... Baroque. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, play Baroque if you want a hard dungeon. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Go track down a copy of Azure Dreams and play it on your PS3. There you go. Sheeran three is uh, difficult. Azure Dreams wasn't hard because. Oh really? It is for me. <laughs> they just they don't sell you the items you need. So you're playing Sheeran three and you want an escape scroll and you want healing items and you go to the shop and they don't they happen not to sell any of those. Wow. So you walk into the dungeon and you have no escape item and no way to heal. So it's kind of like that's back. where the difficulty comes from. Yeah. Ouch. It's a difficulty because thing. they don't make it easy to play, not because right. you're bad at it. And the, Okay, so here, I'll tell you. I died last time I played it last night. Here's how I died. So it's you and you have a companion, and the AI controls the companion unless you tell it not to. But if you tell it not to and you control both, it wrecks the pace of the game. So at the time, I was just controlling Sheeran. I clicked on something in my inventory that I thought was one item, and instead it was a hiding jar, which makes you hide in a jar. So I accidentally used a hiding jar, hid in the jar, then the other companion who the AI was controlling, without me being able to interrupt this, decided to go run off and find monsters. So for about 20 <laughs> turns, I was hiding in a jar and couldn't move. The AI makes the other character sprint off, find a monster, and die to it, and that's a game over. Yep, your friend nah. can't die. Nice. So that's how I died. I clicked on the wrong item in the inventory. And I got to sit there and watch the AI run off and die, commit suicide. Ouch. <laughs> so in the, the, 
that's the way game the other time before that that I got a game over, Sheeran was low on life, so I kinda hit him in a corner and had the companion in front. An enemy that was off screen that I couldn't see launched a bomb, hit the person in front, the explosion hit Sheeran who was hidden around the corner, killed Sheeran game over. And both these st- – in that time, if I had healing items or an escape scroll, I would have used it because Sheeran was about to die. But they didn't sell them at the shop that So time. avoid Sheeran 3. Um, <laughs> coming <laughs> so out of yeah, our chat room, I have a question journey. for you. Yeah, Even coming out of question uh, – chat room, I've got a question for you about Strange Journey. You, would you recommend that as a starting place for the series or should they start someplace else for the Shimigami Tensei series? He's thinking. Either that or his Skype broke. Chat room, right? Are you yeah, talking to me? chat room. Silk, silk tail. You don't need to find it. Just answer. <laughs> I'm asking you the question. He doesn't believe you. He doesn't. He doesn't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe you. Say Glenn if you're talking to me. It's okay. No, no, no. We're asking you. Just just go ahead and answer. answer the question. Answer the question. It works as a starting point. Yeah. Would you recommend maybe they go to Nocturne instead, though? No, no. There's no point. Even though it was your favorite game in the decade. There's no cohesion in the, between games in the series. I, I know, no but point. as far as jumping into this series, should they make? Would you recommend that one instead no. of this one? No. I mean, I mean, sure. <laughs> if you have an interest in Nocturne, you can go ahead and play that already. Well, I just I, think I, it's interesting. That one's your favorite game of the decade, but you wouldn't point people to it versus a three point five. It felt kind of old, even when I played it, and I love that game. Oh, okay. So I really. Think, I, I mean, to an extent, I believe in building up to it. You know, if there's a great series and there are five games in it, you know, and you play the one everyone thinks is the best, not that everyone thinks Nocturne is the best, but if you play the one everyone thinks is the best first, and then the other four just going to all seem like steps downs, you know? Okay. So this is a good intro to that series. Well, you know, a good, yeah, except that say, it's very different from the other ones, isn't it? Well, yeah, I mean, well, like the ones that have released in America, yes. yes it's okay. pretty different from the American ones. Yeah. A decent place to start, I'd say, maybe Persona, honestly, the Persona series. Well, that's a completely different series, I would yeah, say. Yeah, but it's still part series with the same still, universe. you know, say Umbrella, right? I think umbrella. as far as, like, sort of being introducing you to what the game's about, I think starting with Persona or Digital Devil Saga would be a better recommendation. Oh, okay. yeah, Digital Devil Saga is a nice, easy transition. And you, you get acclimated to the demons, the world, the basic philosophies. and then So you DDS just... is your entry point for a more traditional Shimagami Tensei yeah, experience? Yeah, DDS2 okay. is a great game. Okay, I, I think that's one. I mean, I put it on the, the feature we did for the decades. I had it as mm-hmm. the most overlooked game of the decade. Or, I agree or... completely. You know, it's one of the most... You never really get to see Buddhist or uh, Hindu architecture yeah. in games, and just see yeah. it like represented in this lush 3D was was quite a treat. In did, on the DS? No, I mean no, uh, just in general. Okay. Did, oh, wasn't that a DS game? No, it was oh. a PS2 PlayStation okay. game. Sorry, I don't know. I can't, there's so many of these Shimigami Tensei games. <laughs> I, love I love the story in Digital Devil Saga too. I love what they did with the characters. I loved the whole. Is it attached to the first that, one, or is it a separate yeah, story? Yeah, you, you should play the first one first. Oh, okay. It's it's basically like a Golden Sun. They pulled the Golden Sun. Oh, did they? Okay. It's like Kill Bill Volume One and Kill Bill Volume Two. Well, except Kill Bill Volume One is better. More boring. Yeah, Kill Bill Volume One is better though. Two is better than one. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, this this has always been the hard question. There's a lot more talking in Digital Devil Saga One, and a lot more awesome in Digital Devil Saga Two. But you know, uh, that's what something else in the forum, or maybe it was Adrian, someone was asking me about. But even if you don't really like first-person crawlers, I think Strange Journey is worth the money just for the first. I mean, you play for. 
30 or 40 hours, you get your money's worth and it's a blast. And if you get to the dungeons, get too twisted and you decide you don't like it, you can put it down and still feel like you didn't, you know, waste 30 bucks. You don't get to see the end of the story. <laughs> yeah, you know, there are YouTube videos. Oh, <laughs> fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> Save you 40 hours of your life. Wikipedia. Right. <laughs> Wikipedia, yes. <laughs> I just, in general, I don't like this question. Um, okay. Someone's asked me, like, which Dragon Quest would I play? And I'm like, well, the definitive answer is you should eight. play eight. But it's an easy answer, actually. Then I have the same problem that Glenn says. Well, now you've played the best Dragon yeah, Quest. Yeah, but they don't need to so... spend time playing the other ones. They don't need. You know, you recommend they start with four if they want a portable one, and eight if they want a console. I would it seems easy. I say two. nine. I think four is the black sheep of the Dragon Quest series. So I wouldn't recommend that as a starting. But point. it's it's a series, isn't it? Four, five, six. Yes, except for the problem that you don't want to start off someone with a story they can't relate to as a starting point of the series. They're like, are they all this dumb? And I'm like, well, no, this one's actually just kind of bad. I I played Dragon Quest V before 4. It didn't really make make an impact. From what I was told, there are little references in 5 to 4. So just play 5 on the portable and 8 on the console then. And you're not missing anything if you skip 4. Yeah, but I almost want to say you should play 1. Just yeah, that's, to understand where things are. Hate them, or if they're masochistic. I mean, <laughs> no. What are you talking about? You get the the oh, Dragon Warrior one and two. Guys, we gotta keep and you moving. Play one in like six hours. <laughs> what about Guys, nine? I say you start with nine. You start Brand with nine. Game. Honestly, Wait, nine is going to be a fantastic yet. portable one if it's anything like it is in Japan. Um, which I'm assuming they're all, not all diluted. Um, that's uh, the popularity of that one. Like like. Remember, huh? Remember how much work they put in making eight for North America. Are they and doing I'm that for nine? they're doing the same work for nine or not. Well, um, did Sony have a hand in that for eight? Um, why would... No, because Square Enix did it all themselves. Okay, that's my question, because Nintendo is doing... I didn't know if, you know... Nintendo way. is doing the publishing. And they're Please not going to have any hand on the localization at all? Okay. That's, no. Well, you say no, but honestly, do we trust Square Enix localizations? Yes. Sure. Okay. So, or the, the lions tells me I str- I trust Square Enix localizations. Okay, Crisis oh, the game they didn't even do. All right. What I liked eight localizations. They didn't. Th- that wasn't even developed internally. You know, where the lions? No, the programming wasn't. The localization was. Okay. All right. And the localization for um, I just said it. Crisis Core. Okay. Yes. <laughs> all right. All right. So nine should be okay then. No yeah, worries. I should be fine. We just won't get like a completely orchestrated soundtrack. But the, like the, we the do parallel to, to SMP <laughs> is, a, is a bit odd too because Dragon Quest games, you know, admittedly are all kind of the same. But in SMT, the games are all pretty different from each other. Yeah, they, they just, are. All that links them. Right. I mean, the trio of similar themes and kind of battle like, system. Yeah, you don't really jump into Shin Megami Tensei. You, you jump into one of the multiple Shin Megami Tensei series. <laughs> yeah, there's that too. Yeah. But I mean, you know, Dragon Quest is like, what, three series now? Yeah. Uh, one real series and a couple monster hunting ones, I think. Rocket Slime. <laughs> That's not oh, a Rocket series. Slime is the best. That's what you should do. If people want to get into Dragon Quest, <laughs> play, play Rocket, Rocket Slime. slime. Yeah. It's not that good. It's and not like that, that good. <laughs> it's fun. It it's just needs so to be... easy. It's so oversimplified. Oh, yeah. it needs to be hard, it's like, you know, really, I wasted my time here. But, you know, it wasn't that bad. That game is so puntacular. Yes, it All is. All you have to do is set up your, your, your tank to attack, and then you sneak in and kill the thing while nobody's looking. All done. Yeah, the end. All right, so how about uh, you give us a pick or avoid, Michael? Oh, but I don't play anything new. Well, then don't. I mean, I'm still pushing for Soccer Wars, so... 
Okay. You know, you'll just wait that extra week now, but I definitely think if you haven't gotten it, you better get it. Hmm. All right. Uh, um, Manny? Um, I just finished up The Lost and the Damned, so that's not RPG-related. Okay, well, can you at least tell us if you'd recommend it? Oh, um, on, if you're a GTA fan, I think it's much better than GTA 4. I mean, uh, oh, okay. it, you don't have any problems like running people over because you're a mean, scary biker. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And honestly, even though, like, Nico, do you, did you play GTA 4? No. No. All right. Well, Nico no. was a pretty unlikable character because he tried to be sympathetic and he tried to be like, oh, I'm just killing people because I need money. I need money. I need money. And at some point, like, dude, how much money do you need? You've killed like two million people. Enough's enough. Not what and I need game... to buy. Not not what I need to buy more grenades for my grenade launcher. I don't know. I just this game just feels so much more <laughs> compressed. <laughs> hey, grenades ain't cheap. Mm-hmm. Like five thousand uh, bucks each, man. I don't know. I just, it just felt like a smaller, more compressed experience, and it was a lot more satisfying. You know, you're in ten hours, you're in and out. Good. I, I feel hesitant to talk about it because it seems like my the audience here doesn't really care. So, are you still talking? <laughs> Exactly. I have actually never heard of the game you were talking about. I don't even know either. I wasn't. He's I was... talking about The Lost in the Dam, the expansion for Grand Theft Auto 4. Yeah. Oh, okay. Or D- exactly. DLC. Exactly. Nobody rather. cares. So I, was like, <laughs> right. I have no Sorry. enthusiasm. All right, Manny. Or not Manny. Phil, you got anything for us? Phil, are you still here? Has Phil had anything all podcast yeah. for us? Not, not really. Kinda. No. Not really. <laughs> your cat. <laughs> yeah, I got a cat. Um, he's down here. He's licking himself, but um, That's now <laughs> snow picks for you. No, well, I got um. Wow. Uh, actually, I got an anti. Wow? I got. And, uh, yeah, I'm gonna recommend. <laughs> I got anti pick from Miss um from Miss Anna. Anna. Yeah, Anna had to take yeah. off. Uh, why don't you tell and, us hers? And um, I promise her I read this for her because I I kind of share her um her sentiment on this game. So All right. um, here we go. Um, she says um. She says she stuck it in a window. So where did it go? It was here a oh, second ago. Oh, I got to scroll up for it. Here it is. Um, Kingdom Elementals, which which is available on Impulse, and I had bought it a while back too. Kingdom Elemental features, she says, uh, Kingdom Elemental features nigh unlimited number of possible tactics by pitting combinations of your upgradable heroes and their unique abilities against hordes of unique enemies like giant rat mobs. Everybody loves giant rat mobs with their secret furry pockets full of golden armor. Seriously, no giant rat mobs, but thabby pirates, giant war pigs, a crypt full of living dead who are just begging to be killed again. Knights who no longer say knee, a flaming doom bear who would like nothing more than to barbecue you for lunch, and so much more. The demo is free to check out, so you have nothing to lose except maybe your soul. In short, Kingdom (laughs) Elemental Tactics is like a whack to the head with a plus eight sword of awesomeness. (laughs) <laughs> that's what she says and to make sure i mentioned to tell everybody that it blows um Wait, I, what do you mean it blows that sounded good <laughs> I, I you know that's anna for you um wait is it know, actually I, bad i um, thought this was an avoid it it, 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 it i mean it, it i'm confused it what was that about did she write that or did she, she wrote paste that, that and she asked me to read it word for word and <laughs> to mention at the end that it blows um, <laughs> just in case you didn't get it from the words but it just sounded good <laughs> <laughs> basically the concept is you, you you start off with with a with a couple of of characters and this game totally dispenses with a lot of those nuances like talking to people in towns and things like that it just basically puts you into one battle after another with not a whole lot of story 
I don't even think there was a story in between. Um, and and it's it's it, it, the battle system is very um, tactical. You're lining up your characters before the battle starts in whatever position you think is best, and then as the battle is going on, very much like the uh, Baldur's Gate style, you may pause and use their abilities to uh, help make the battles go a little bit smoother and whatnot. It, it's it's an exercise in, in in tactical RPG mechanics, which which would normally be very very appealing to me um, as you. As you go on further in the game, you unlock more classes, so you've got more possibilities to play out with, and your characters uh, gain uh, some sort of experience that they can use to unlock uh, different abilities. And you have to make some tough choices. Do you want this ability or that ability You know, type of thing? Um, so all this sounds peachy keen, uh, but the game is very, very short, and it's very, very shallow as a result. So it's not really worth spending hard money on. If you play the demo, you've probably gotten enough of it. Ouch. So I kind of regret spending money on that one. I actually bought it just based on the premise because I really do like the Baldur's Gate and Dragon Age Origins type of strategic uh, battles. And if you strip away you know, all the story and just go through some really great battles and put some more thought into the battle mechanics, that sounds like a great recipe for me for a game. Um, but unfortunately, it's just really, really shallow. Whoops, the cat just fell off the shelf. Um, anyway. <laughs> 10 out of 10. <laughs> even even the cat was stunned by the amazingness of this game. I thought it was put to sleep by that story. Yeah. 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 I actually so, zoned out during it, so I, I forgot what was bad about the game. So I'm going to go buy it now. Get more coffee. <laughs> so... Um, aside from that, not that it's really RPG, but it is Square Enix. I've been playing Supreme Commander 2. If you're into real-time strategy games, um, it's definitely it's it's really like Supreme Commander 1 meets Command & Conquer 3. That is to say they've made it smaller, faster, more down and dirty. That's going to appeal to some people, but it's going to turn off the, the hardcore Supreme Commander 1 fans who – I mean Supreme Commander 1 is really known for its really, really huge battles and making you really think more st- uh, strategically rather than tactically where you really have to plan things out in advance, use your radar, spy, and, and things like that. Just because the board is so big, you can't just make a bunch of tanks real fast and, and you know go and, and bust down the other guy's door real quick. Um, you know, Supreme Commander 1 really kind of required a bit more uh, strategy and forethought. Supreme Commander 2 um, takes away a lot of the nuances that made the first one so deliberate and made those battles last so long. <laughs> so on one hand, that's good. You kind of get to the big, huge robots at the end a, a little bit uh, or a heck of a lot faster. Um, but definitely um, the, the biggest board in Supreme Commander 2 is about the size of the smallest board in Supreme Commander 1. And, and as a result, it just feels like a, a bit more of a shallow experience. So some people are going to be turned off by it. Newcomers are going to be okay with it. So I don't know if that's really a pick. It's kind of a pick or an anti-pick depending on what you thought of the first Supreme Commander versus other real-time strategy games. Well, all I know is this. You said Square Enix, so I'm buying it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> you, I had you sold as soon as they said Square Enix. I didn't even have to ramble on about the rest of it. Nice. <laughs> so, there you go. It's uh, it's interesting. But Command & Conquer 3, you said, not Command & Conquer Red Alert? Uh, Red Alert 3 or Command & Conquer 3. Well, you there's know, a big this- difference, because one has, like, dolphins with laser beams, and one has, like, serious <laughs> units, so... This yeah, is the more serious true. side of things. You know, the, the, as far as theming goes, uh, this 
this one's almost as much fun as, as Red Alert. It, 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 you have these really huge robots and, and being able to make an army full of big mechs and, and having the experimental mechs, which are really big. Uh, that's kind of that's but really But you don't cool. have like polar bears or anything in yeah, your but army, But you don't right? really have the overtop things like the okay. polar bears and half your army is still boring tanks and artillery, okay. things right. like that. That's too so bad. That's the only yeah. reason. Yeah, I tried to play that Red Alert game just because I, I love the idea of those units. I, I suck so much at the gameplay that I couldn't do it, but that that was what appealed to me in those games. I like I want more over the top ones. Yeah, play play just play through the campaign and use I the, can't. Use I, the I, easy I suck. Mode. I can't beat the demo. Can't beat the demo. <laughs> I can't beat the demo. Well, that's you've when seen you just me put... play StarCraft. You helped me play StarCraft. I suck but, at these games. If you're gonna do Wait, the you have staff StarCraft on... games. I, yep. I I was playing the beta and streaming it no, so no, you could no. watch we, me. We we have StarCraft games where Chris oh, can't wait, do anything two. with that. Yeah, two. two. I mean two, two, but I suck at both. I I suck at both, and I was referring to two in as as the game he watched me play. Yes, because I'm in yeah. the beta and so is Lee. But you know, I'm not even gonna try fighting him. I'll just die. It's terrible. He's got those British skills. He well, anybody has more skills than I do in StarCraft. This I can't imagine Brett being any good at StarCraft. I am it just doesn't seem like it would happen. Terrible. All right. Well, it, it, it's true with those Command and Conquer games that the, the campaigns can be a it's bit cultures. daunting. It's, I would expect I would expect just by default that any Korean would beat me in StarCraft and any Brit would lose to me. <laughs> this is a hierarchy of gaming countries. <laughs> hierarchy of <laughs> gaming <laughs> countries. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> I'd say it's racism, but it's more like culturism. But, yeah, right. yeah, it is. <laughs> it's a compliment to all those Koreans. Out oh, there. yeah, that's what it is. It's a compliment. Um, what do I have? Let's see. I've been playing Final Fantasy XII. That's still a good game. I'd still say if that's a pick. you finish it. I, I'm trying to finish it, and um, I'm deciding that, well, I'm kind of underleveled and stuff. I should probably do some side quests. So I don't know if I'll pull it off before 13 comes out. Marks. Um, yeah, I have a lot of marks to kill. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm still trying to find the thing to make the dude, uh, the guy's father, come and operate the boat to get to the ferry across the desert. And I, I why can't. can't you just walk across now? No, this is no. You just go around the other side. You're fine. It takes a long time, but I'm there's a side oh. quest there that opens up other side quests, and I can't figure out how to do it. Once you have an airship, it doesn't take a long time. <laughs> okay, <laughs> my airship's on the other side of the world. This. I have the yeah. airship. It's on oh. the other side of the world. Why? Are you so far from your airship? I don't know. I don't even know how it, it works. It doesn't it only dock at domes? No. Oh, I thought it only docked at aerodomes. It can I thought it could dock anywhere on the map. Oh, okay. I don't really know. Okay. I haven't really tried to use it. I guess it's been so long. I remember that collection of mini quests and yeah. it was just stupid. And I think if you sold like one of the items because you didn't know what it was, you yeah. kind of get screwed. Oh. See, I think that might have been what happened. I think you have to just keep the serpent skin or something. Well, the serpent skin, yeah, but that's that's not really screwed. That's bonus items. But the uh, no, no, what I can't oh, find right, is the right. key item, the cactus blossom or something. Oh, those are easy. Well, no, there's only one. It's a key item. I don't know how I lost a key item. You haven't found it yet. Unfortunately, yeah, no, I don't it was from a mark. Which well it comes from a, it comes from a mark that I killed. Not. That's in my log. Is I killed that mark. And you don't have the key item. Yeah, well, either I that or she hasn't given sure, me the next quest item for it. I she, was pretty sure the blossoms were just out and you had to go find them. Okay. I have no idea I don't remember anymore. that being a key item, but... Yeah, I think you just have to go out and find it nearby. All right, well, everything I was told like it's a key item. So, all right. Well, I'm going to go well, look. I'm going to go look after the podcast sometime. Um, let's see, uh, who's left? You have a guy. 
No yeah, I have left. a guide, and the guide's bad at it. The guide's like, go complete the side quest on page question mark, question mark, question mark. Do you want to make me look in my real guide? Well, I'm using the nice one. Oh, yeah. You should look in your real guide, your piggyback guide. Because I've got right. the I got the fancy U.S. one. But I'll locate it. I might have stored it in a box. Uh, no, I've room. been looking in game FAQs, and it's still like... <laughs> they they The problem with FAQs is they assume you're going to do everything just like they did. They're, I know. They, they don't so assume that you, you did it something. halfway and went and played the rest of the game, then didn't play it for a year and a half and coming back and have no idea what to do. They don't they don't really write an FAQ for that situation. <laughs> and this is why, in general, I just use the boards. Why? <laughs> because I can search the boards in five seconds. My problem with the boards is that they're game years. FAQs boards. Well, yeah, but you read one or two threads and you get it and you're like, ah, that's what well, I need to do. Well, they're full of spoilers and stuff and I don't like them. Usually someone has asked the question, you skip yeah. the three people who tell them they're stupid, and then you can find the answer and then you stop reading the thread. Yeah, if you're lucky. <laughs> because other than that, someone will be like, oh, well, you should have done this where you had to kill right, Well, that's what here. I'm going to be doing. I also picked up Espa Galuda 2, which is a big shooty space thing just like uh, Mushihime-sama, but that's awesome. I played it last night, and I recommend that to shooting shooter fans, but I don't have a, you know, that, that's all I got for games. There's a GameFAQs thread made a week ago in dedication to me. Oh, really? You are so lucky. I oh, read your review, and they're just like, that guy's dumb. And that's like, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> We got like, to laugh out of it. I shared it with people. It was, uh, I shared it with my brother, too. You know what? I almost want to read it word for word, but they essentially called me a whittle baby. Because, because you, the, you the didn't give it a five out of five? No, no, no. Because, because in the paragraph, I say that the final dungeons are long. Not that oh. I said anything was difficult about the game. Not that they're hard, or you quit, or you didn't want to do it. I mean, you're not right. perished. Right. Hmm. The game was too difficult for Whittle Baby. <laughs> they knew how happy it makes me to see stuff like that, and how long I laugh. <laughs> they wouldn't do it. <laughs> God, wow. I know. And the amount of bad games you played. Uh, well, you won't play. You won't play Monster Hunter because you're a Whittle Baby, right? <laughs> I don't know. He's not mad enough. <laughs> He's I've not mad enough. <laughs> doesn't, you don't have doesn't, samurai spirit. You can't do it. Yeah, you don't have samurai oh, spirit. Did you watch those videos? Did you watch? Dude, seriously, they have promo videos for the Monster Hunter games on PSP where they talk about the samurai spirit. <laughs> oh, oh, that's all this guy talks about. What guy? Uh, the Sakura Wars. Uh, uh Sakura Wars. Um. Oh, there's samurai spirit in that too. All right. The the main character is all about, you know, his samurai spirit. All I'm right. just like, you guys are dumb, but that's okay. Well, I think I think this podcast is dumb. Well, at least it's over. So, uh, uh, we can't leave yet. Wait, what? What? You didn't, you didn't pick. You didn't pick a topic for discussion for this. I don't week. have a topic. Oh, I have a good topic. Okay, good. So what I wrote in the last thread that you didn't cover features and reviews because you thought the RPG cast was more of a supplement to the site. They went into detail about things the site didn't go into detail. You told me that was incorrect. Yeah. And now there's been some talk behind the scenes about trying to get reviewers onto podcasts to talk about it's reviews. Always been the case. We just you don't want to get for a very long time. It's, like it's I hard did to about coordinate. It's always been an issue to coordinate. Well, that's, that's yeah. my question: is what do people do? People want to hear stuff like that more. Do you oh, want sure, someone sure to do. come on and talk for 15 minutes about a review that they wrote, or does that feel like a waste of time? Well, it's got to be better than how we handle reviews, because I hate how we handle reviews now. What do you mean? This is much reading the bullet better. points? Yeah, reading the bullet points. I hate doing that. It's like it's such a it's a oh, terrible that. way to handle it. Well, I hate it. making the bullet points, so there you go. Well, I mean, it, but it's it, honestly, I'm not going to sit here and tr- I can't 
present it like the reviewer would, and I shouldn't just sit here and read the review to you. So it's I've got no choice here. And usually I know more because if I did the final proof of it before it went live, then I talked to the reviewer about why I got that score or whatever. So usually I know a little bit more to talk about it. But like yeah, I know, but there, um, it's it's totally different when like the person who played it. Uh, the yeah. person reviewed but, it. I know Nick's I mean, like around today. I don't know if she could have come on to talk to about the Lunar review for ten minutes or not. So I just yeah. You know, I don't know if that's something we should try to coordinate. I, I, most I think we should. I think are around in free on Saturday. Oh. It so also it's usually works when, the impression um, there wasn't much interest in that. Or if no, we, you know, they they don't want to be on for the whole show. I think is the issue, and right. I just need to coordinate some way to do that. I found without it without it, and I don't know how. But, um, so yeah, tell us that, if you're interested that in that. Yeah, tell us if yeah people could talk about in the forum if they wanted. Yeah, if you have ideas on what you'd like to hear, would you like us to just do like interviews with people during the week or something and you know edit them into the show at the end or something like that or what what do you want to hear it's I have a mini topic right. yes since you mentioned RP gamer uh, Starcraft does the community want to have like game nights RP gamer Starcraft night RP gamer left for dead night <laughs> RP gamer <laughs> non RPGs night I like didn't we make attempts at that in the past and it didn't well didn't work with out. with with very we tried to stick with RPGs and I think that's our main fault. This is a joke. Why don't we? He's he's just having fun. But we should have a Borderlands game night, but no one will buy it. So it's like I don't know what to do. Well, who knows? We just can play it to um, me on Steam. I'm not gifting it to you. <laughs> <laughs> buy the damn game. <laughs> Gift it to me too. Yeah, I think so, I think Chris should just start gifting it to people and no. I gifted right, you so Psychonauts. Joke- right, what? I was just saying, all jokes aside, that's what I want to ask um, the audience. It's like, what games do you want to play with our – what kind of game nights do you want us to have? And do you want to actually have game nights with us? I just don't think we have to limit Modern ourselves. Modern Warfare 2. Woo! I'd actually like to play it, but um, I just don't I think it's the right I got invited to a Modern Warfare 2 thing while I was sitting on the podcast, and I says, I don't have that game. Yeah. Well, well, our audience will tell us what they want to play with us. Probably Left 4 Dead 2. What does they'll find out that, that we sucks. are actually all horrible reviewers and horrible at video games, and they were right all along. <laughs> right, because we can't play a shooter. Because we're bad at first-person shooters. <laughs> hey, I must be better because I finished Mass Effect I don't know why we don't have Borderlands game nights. I honestly don't understand that. Nobody has Borderlands. Are, just, wow game nights or Crystal Chronicles game nights. It's or on even... every platform. There's no excuse for Borderlands. But yeah, yeah, while game, night, game... game nights, while game nights, I understand why we don't have. Because half the staff has sworn it off. <laughs> it's like I've done that. I'm not doing it again. No. Not going back. You can't make me go back. Blah 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 blah. What's it's, this place called? Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? You told me to look up something in my guide. No, I don't remember what you're looking at. <laughs> we'll talk about it afterwards. All right. So let us know what you want to hear for game nights. What you, if you have any clever ideas on how we could do this better, especially given how RPGs <laughs> tend to work. Um, I'm thinking uh, Dragon Quest Nine has online, right? Or did they pull that? Yeah. Um, wait, I, I never know. The answer is always yes, never no, yes, know, no. never know, because we get all these different versions. And, yeah. All right, oh, so... But if you want to play uh, with Tom, you can play Monster Hunter Try when it comes out on the yeah, Wii. Yeah, Monster Hunter Try we could try. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's going to be frustrating, but we could give it a shot. Um, the problem is it's on the Wii, and mo- game nights on the Wii are terrible. Oof. They just are. Game. Let me give you my submarine launch code. Games on the Wii are terrible. Four, two, nine, six. Games on the Wii are terrible. <laughs> games on the Wii. <laughs> yes. I've got a nice amount of Wii games. I've got more Wii games than PS3 and Xbox games combined. So we can play Blaze Blue together and get some love from action. This is so pretty. I hope my I hope that my Final Fantasy 13 guide is half as pretty as this thing. Yeah. Well. All right. So awesome. All right. Battlefield Heroes. Actually, that's a good one. That's free. There you go. RP like gamer. That. Battlefield, Battlefield Heroes. Heroes. Oh, and we did that for like three hours, and it yeah, was fun. It was fun. 
but we'll I can't. I can never convince you to play it again. And yet, some Yahoo at works walks up and says, "Play Left 4 Dead 2 with me." And you're like, "Okay." No, no. Just they said here's your gift subscription on Steam. I'm subscription. Like, okay, it's a single pl- purchase. Whatever. They paid for it. I didn't. Therefore, it's easier for me to click. Okay. Oh, okay. See, this is how desperate people get to make Michael do things. They have to buy I, I stuff feel for it, him. Yeah. They're like, "What do you?" Need? Well, he I just doesn't said. feel any shame about it either. <laughs> He's like, well, are you gonna? Well, well, let's see. Are you gonna buy it for me? Then I, I might be persuaded. Do I have to the game? No. Are you, you gonna buy it? No. Maybe. Okay. Click the gift button. Oh, look! Now we can play. Yeah. Okay. okay. I haven't done it yet. <laughs> I haven't done it yet. You did play. Yeah, I played with some other people. But some other, you didn't actually play with the person who gave it to you yet. Oh, she hasn't been on. Oh, that's terrible, Michael. That's terrible. You're going to go fix that. And we're all going to go play our other games. I'm going to finish 12. And my cat is learning how to open doors while I'm watching him. What are Excellent. you doing? Let us not forget He's about He's trying to get deals. into my game cabinet. What in the Let world? Let us not forget about deals of the week. I'm watching the freaking Velociraptor Deals of the week. Here. There are none, but... That was exciting. <laughs> so glad we brought that up. Uh, but, well, okay. Leviathan Tactics on Amazon is $10, $11 off at eighteen twenty-seven. I can't remember if that was a good game or not. I didn't buy it. Did any of y'all play it? Uh, I, I, I final Jooms' review. I think it was a three out of five. I mean, kind of a... Yeah. It's one of those things where I've kind of thought about okay, it. Okay, pretty it. bland tactics game. Well, now bland I is guess it's like if you love Luminous Arc and Luminar... Luminous Arc 2 and generic tactics RPGs, you'll love Leviathan Tactics. Oh, yeah. If you well, guys want a good strategy, a good strategy go game for free on the iPhone, Uniwar. Oh, Uniwar? yeah, that's right. Uniwar. Like, sea urchins? U-N-I-W-A-R. It's, it's all right. I, I played a little bit of it. It's, it's not bad. And is it well, like university students attacking each other, oh, or is okay. it all sea urchin attacking <laughs> no, each like, other? It's like a turn-based strategy game. It's the multiplayer is what shines because you oh, can play with someone like player turn based. Oh, you can play it. Oh, since it's turn based, it's probably just like playing Scrabble across the internet. You just take your turn exactly. and wait. Take Once every turn. four days, it noobs. Yeah. Right? <laughs> all right, then I guess that's all the deals, right? That's yeah, so but I'd like to take a moment to remind all of our listeners that RPG Backtrack is back on track, and we got uh, we got the uh, first rebirthed um, podcast up this week. So you can go to the sign check that yeah. out it's right there. I have to I have to unify your feed poster thing with the feed poster I use, so you guys aren't doing stuff manually. Yeah, Jume's doing all that, so yeah, if he needs any direction. But um, yeah, so we're having a lot of fun with that. I got a Backtrack feedback email last night. Did you really? Yeah. I put my email address <laughs> back. I'm so excited. Did you really? <laughs> I don't know if I want to hear it or not. <laughs> no, no, it was good. It was a good email. They're only, I put my email address back on my bio a week ago, and it only took a week for me to get an email. But I only get two kinds of email. Well-written, usually complimentary emails, and then like butchered you're, grammar, ridiculous. You're stupid. Hilarious. Our dumb make go away. Yeah, like I, I got I got emails from the Dragon Quest V review. The, the best one ever is still that uh, someone... When Adrian put up the Star Ocean 4 review, someone sent me an email in butchered, horrible English telling me that Adrian was a bad reviewer and I should fire him. Nice. Yeah. He That's nice. everyone. That's pretty good. Well, on that totally wonderful fine. thought, let's wrap up the show. <laughs> Thanks for listening this week. As always, you can catch up, catch us live at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern um, at rpgamer.com slash live. We've got a chat room there that you can chat with us that is available right there on that page. Or if you like your own IRC client, you can go to Pound RP Gamer on Espernet. Uh, 
uh, go to irc.esper.net if you just want to find out more about that. And thanks for joining us. And we're going to see you next week. And we'll probably be talking about Final Fantasy 13 the whole show. So look oh, forward to that. And GDC. And GDC. Yep. All right. Thanks for so the email score. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. GDC. I fell into a vat of chocolate. I fell into a vat of chocolate. What did you do when you fell into the chocolate? La-dee-doo-dum, la-dee-doo-dum. You guys don't like Smother Brothers. Oh.